Hey everybody, welcome to the Punk Till I Die podcast, starring your pals Tom and Neil. Neil, we're gonna have a bit of a throwback. We are having a, we are having a bit of a throwback because we might indeed be having a couple of internet issues tonight. We shall see. So this might actually go in the garbage can of uh, of time. This one, who knows? Who knows? You think so? It'll be the lost. It'll be the lost episode. The lost, lost episode after the uh, infamous episode twenty-eight, right? Yeah, I was gonna say we could stick it right in this. Tw- yeah, twenty-eight slot. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Neil and I have been sitting here in our respective home. <sighs> haven't spoken much lately, and we were like a couple of yentas catching up on. Uh, What's going on in each other's lives? So we're all warmed up and ready to talk, I guess, huh? Yeah, it's true. It does seem like it seems like forever since we've done this, man. Especially just one on one. It's funny because yeah, we recorded we recorded a week ago. It was, but we had a guest. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, and we have a lot. You know, we've both been very busy at work, and Neil's in the process of like in the final process of moving. Yep. So he's been very busy. I have a daughter. I was just explaining to Neil my youngest daughter is in driver's training, which is like a really uh, intense few weeks of running her around and letting her drive around my car at 425 a gallon <laughs> all over the place. That's how much uh, it is for you, like, huh? 425? Cheap, right? Uh, yeah, in the city here, you're looking at, f- in Chicago, 525. Um, up by- and that's if you can find a gas station. Up by work. There's no gas station. Yeah, up, up by work it's still four seventy because that's a different county. So, um, mm. so four seventy seems cheap, but Jesus Christ, you know. Well, I bet you if you drove another ha- another like twenty minutes into Milwaukee, it'd probably be like or less. Yeah, yeah, it'd probably be like four twenty or something. I bet. I think pretty much everywhere it's at over four gallons. Like, didn't didn't mailman Mike say it was over four dollars where he is? In Florida, yeah, but he's in Florida. Who knows? Who knows what's going on in Florida? I thought Florida was like no like low tax on everything. I thought Florida was cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Don't they have no re- don't they have no retirement tax? Yeah, That's yeah. probably why we all go down there to die. Yeah, there's no state tax. There's no uh, yeah. The there it's yeah. Seriously, I'm thinking of going out there, man. We're we're very winter weary up here. Matter of fact, my wife spends most of her nights. I might have said this last time we did a solo show, but my wife spends most of her evenings like on uh, like Zillow looking for our uh, retirement home in like South Carolina. That's funny, man, because uh, my, you know, my my good buddy Rick at work, he does the same thing. He's looking at houses in Florida all the time. He's looking at like double wides and stuff, and I'm like, dude, set your height, set your, set your sights a bit higher than the fucking double wide. Come on. Well, it's funny because she she looks at like you know two hundred thousand dollar condos, and I'm looking at like uh, you know records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, that looks like a nice place, but how close is it to the record store? Yeah, and the funny thing is, Rick, well, is, Rick is looking at Rick, this is the kind of guy Rick is. Well, you've met him, but uh, he's yeah. like he's like he's looking at he's looking at a double wide, and he just wants to make sure that he can drive his golf cart to the closest bar. There you <laughs> like go. He doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't want to walk. He just wants to get a golf cart and drive it there. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that sounds like kind of a nice life, though, doesn't it? Doesn't sound so bad. Kind of does. Yeah. But well, winter's bad. sort of receding. We're in that stupid like smarch weather right now, where it's literally like Saturday. We had the windows open. It was like sixty degrees. Blast of twenty five degree air coming through like at the end of the week. It's insane. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I think I said on the on Facebook, right? It was seventy here on Saturday, same day, right? We were seventy, and then we got snow. We got one to three on on Monday. So, <laughs> it's fucking stupid. I was. I was kind of hoping we could 
I was kind of hoping it'd be like shorts weather by the time we get to Logansport uh, weekend after next, but I don't know that that's right. I do not know that that's going to be the case. Well, it could be. It could be. But we'll or see. It could be, or it could be fucking snowing. You know, I mean, who the hell knows, right? So, uh, anyway, no, you know, living in the upper, living in the upper Midwest, usually like the north side of the state gets crushed, but it's been a weird winter because it seems like a lot of the snow patterns have come south of us. Like uh, Illinois got hit, Indiana. Yep. So I don't know. Well, and 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 it's and it's funny. I, like and only like certain parts of Illinois. Like like by my there was one the other week. I think I said. Um, I got like nine inches and by my work, you know, my work's only like 40 minutes north of me. They got nothing. So very, very strange. Yeah. Very strange. But anyway, it's been, yeah, that's, anyway, getting back to what you said. Yes, we are winter weary. It seems to have lasted forever. I don't know. Man. Well, and, and the fact of it is spring is looking pretty promising. So I'm pretty pleased about that so but you, you know mean, what neil why gig don't wise, i, why you I play a song you know but you mean you mean, nope. you mean gig, gig yeah, yeah, wise, yeah. You mean? okay gig yeah. wise yeah yeah i'm gonna play a song and i'm gonna play a random a random song that i just pulled out of my butt this is uh by the dicks from texas dicks i don't think it's the dicks i think it's dicks it is just dicks Dicks yeah. from texas dicks from dick is great, from texas <laughs> exactly great great band those who you, those who would accuse me of being, you know, I don't know, ick, phobic or, or ist or something, they, they're they're very led by a very openly gay singer, and they were communist, and I don't am not either of those things, but you know what? I think they, they put out some great jams. So, this is Dix from Texas doing no fucking war. <laughs>
right? That was Dick's um, No Fucking War. Uh, that uh, they became MDC, right? Now that was that was the second. What that was? I'm sorry. Say again. They became MDC, didn't they? Was no, no, different Texas band. Really? No, MDC was was a totally different thing. Uh, thing with Dicks that was kind of interesting. It was there was the Texas Dicks, which was the they put out their first album, Kill from the Heart, which is the classic, the Stone Cold classic Dicks album. And then the singer relocated to San Francisco, and they did the Some People album, and that's from that era. That song is actually from their second era, which I don't like quite as much. But you know, I don't know for some reason I've been you know that song just spoke to me this week. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Huh? Well, who who am I who am I thinking of then that became MDC? The, the stains became MDC. The stains. Okay, thank you. So, what did Dick did? Did the guys from Dick's do anything else? I think the singer had a band called was it like Sister Double Happiness or something like that. Oh dear. Is yeah, he still right. alive? Is Gary Floyd still alive? I'm not even sure. Huh. But yeah. anyway, they were a great band. That that Kill from the Heart album is a classic, just Stone Cold classic. Um, and the second one is, is really good too. It just has a little more mellow, mellow. God, I don't even want to say mellow, but it's kind of a, just a, kind of a different sound, but it's cool. They're a cool, cool band. See, that's so funny. I, I've just always, for some reason, I've always had that confused in my mind, I guess, that they became, went on to become MDC, but you're right. It was Stains who became MDC. You're quite correct. And See, got, and if, they if came I out got of, that question on punk rock, Je- if I got that question right? on punk rock Jeopardy, Neil, I'd leave you in the dust. Yeah, you would have done. But of course, uh, they came from Austin, right? The same as the Big Boys. And so it was. Yep, the yep. They did. A, they actually did a split record with the Big Boys. Yeah. Did you like the Big Boys? Which has, um, not as much as I like Dicks. Big. <laughs> I bet you me. don't. I didn't dislike them. <laughs> I've heard you like Dicks and Big Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I like funky Big Boys. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't dislike them, but I didn't. I, I wasn't a huge fan. I have a couple other things. I have like a two disc like uh, discography of them, I see. and that's probably enough. Like I don't have the individual records or anything. Yeah, I have, I have the first album. Um, so yeah, I have the first album. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm just looking. Are at you a Big Boys fan? Uh, yeah, like I say, I got the first album, uh, OG Press and stuff like it's that. It's probably I, worth I, money I like if them. you got an original early press. It is, man. It's mm. really squirrely though. It's warped as fuck. It's the one I have. Which is mm. kind of which kind of a shame. So yeah, okay. Dicks didn't make any pretense about any of their stuff, huh? Because their um, one of their compilations is called "Hungry Butt." <laughs> I didn't say they didn't make any pretense about it. They were openly very open about everything they were. They have a song, and maybe I'll play it sometime. It's called "Saturday Night at the Bookstore." It is a great, great song, but it is one of the most graphic songs I've ever. One of the most graphically gay songs I've ever heard. Why does he get a blowjob at a bookstore or something? Well, it's just like him standing outside the bookstore, like yelling at all the married guys who came in who were like happy when he was on the other side of the glory hole and now they're with their wives or something. It's a really straight song. It's good. Wow. It's a good song. Yes. Okay. Not as good as like Kill from the Heart or Anti Clan, but it's good. It's good stuff. I see. Dicks okay. Texas. Well, there you go. So, so um, uh, anything okay. Anything going so, on in the world, Neil? Anything, anything unusual going on in the world? Well, I was going to say, so you played a song called No Fucking War, and I'm assuming there must have been a reason for that, correct? Well, yeah, yeah. It seems like there's a little bit of conflict going on in Europe. Remember when George Washington said, stay out of European conflicts, Neil? Do you remember that? Uh, you were just a little kid <laughs> at the time. Uh, no, I do not remember that. But anyway. Uh, but it... But it's it's funny, you know. We got this. It's a very 
potentially combustible situation going on in the Middle East or in the Middle East. I mean, I, usually it's in the Middle East, right? Yes. In Europe. And it's, uh, it's funny because, you know, look at things differently. I have two very draft age sons. Oh yeah, you do. Shit. You know, Sorry young, about that. Yeah. My younger, my younger son is 17. He'll be 18 in August. And my older son is 22. He'll be 23. And, uh, in May. So yeah, I have two very draftable sons. So I am certainly not very interested in any kind of a any kind of an armed armed conflict. Though I sort of doubt they'll ever do a draft again because it's so it was so very very unpopular with the average American. Mm-hmm. But uh, not good. What's going on, man? It's not good. It's not good at all. I mean, Putin's a conniving, you know, guy who wants to I think probably return the Soviet Union to its former glory. Our commander in chief has got a soft head, and and he, that said, even even though I do not like him at all, it's a bad situation. I don't know if there's any good way to handle it. You know, I mean, I don't know that. I'm not even saying he's doing anything wrong because I just I just don't know. It's a tough situation. It but is. I, I think that if it's a chess match, I don't want I don't want Biden being my representative chess player. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you wouldn't want uh, but, you wouldn't want old Donny to be in charge either, though. I don't think in a situation. No, like no, this, I right? no, I definitely I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't want either of them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I'd want. Maybe like uh, Condoleezza Rice or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> who's the vice president? I'm sure she'll do a great job. <laughs> oh, Kamala Harris. Yeah, she's. I think she's hiding in the basement with our governor. Yeah, with I the think, governor of Michigan. I think she's still sure. looking for the border, isn't she? She isn't. Isn't she going going down to the borders, looking at the border wall or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a mess. And like I said, I can't even really. It's it's hard to even I, I I'm not pretending I, you know it's a, it's a complicated situation and it's certainly been complicated by their the by the West's involvement for for years. There's a lot going on. So anyway, we'll hope for the best. I think hopefully between the sanctions and the sort of I think the fight that the Ukraine put up that I don't think the Russians really expected. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can figure out a way out of this thing. Well, it, it's it, always I always struggle with the sanctions, you know, because I just like read today that McDonald's is you know, closing 850 locations in Russia to punish Russia. And all I can think is, I mean, who are they punishing by closing down the McDonald's? The oligarchs want war or the poor bastard who works in IT or goes to the sewer plant? You know what I mean? I'm always afraid the sanctions really punish the average working man more than the rich guys who are sort of unpunishable. So, Well, they, and, and we'll they do. They do. I was just talking to someone on Facebook about this, as a matter of fact. Um they do. That Let's is. Talk about sanctions on the punk. Let's talk about sanctions on the punk till I die podcast, shall we? Well, that no, but that's true. But um, if all they are being spoon fed is false information from the Russian, you know, state uh, state media, then maybe things like this yeah. do get through to them, and they'll see. Well, why is why can I? Why is my local McDonald's closed? Well, maybe what the government's telling me is not right. And I assume that McDonald's had to be paying the Russian government something to have those restaurants there. So I'm assuming they are also starving the Russian government of of money. I assume and by 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 closing down those locations, right? I mean, there has to be some kind of financial thing. There. Could be. So, so, well, uh, it's, it's, I mean, at the least, it, at the least, they pay tax, right? Yeah. And the Russian government is pretty, you know, hamstrung right. financially. Right. They exactly. Always, I mean, they have been for years. And they can't probably can't afford a prolonged war with the Ukraine. So well, unless their Chinese brothers help them out, in which case we are screwed. Well, that's that's an interesting one because that's exactly what happened in Afghanistan, right? They went into Afghanistan, they took it really fast, but 
taking it is one thing holding it is a completely different thing and uh you know the people get as we did with vietnam the people get tired of seeing the kids coming home in body bags every week for years yeah. you know and uh eventually that uh that will to fight goes away you know after after a couple of years well, the, so, thing, the thing with Afghanistan is we didn't learn anything from watching Russia fight with them for 20 years and not being able to contain them because Russia is a lot more ruthless in their fighting style than we are. You know, they weren't afraid to have civilian casualties. We actually tried to try to avoid it. And, and the fact that, well, I think, I hope. Um, but also Afghanistan is a rugged mountainous country of 10 million people or something spread out over a huge area. Uh, Ukraine's a pretty tight population center. Is there 44 million people or something? Yeah. But it's not that huge of a country. And it's, you know, it's got a good population. And it certainly looked at first, at least, like he was trying to kind of avoid taking out infrastructure. Like Putin didn't want to wreck the, you know, take it back over. And uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I really, like I said, I don't, I don't pretend to be an expert in this thing. I just think it's a bad, bad situation. I don't think there's any good guys. Well. And including probably the Western interlopers. Uh, just go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just amazed by um, uh, younger generations, man. Younger generations uh, constantly amuse and confuse me. Um, how they are. Everybody seems absolutely uh, alarmed by this. And um, what's the word I was going looking for? Terrified by this and surprised like it's never happened before. You know, and I have to remind oh, yeah, I have yeah. to I have to remind people that you know we went into Vietnam just you know fifty years ago. We went into Vietnam, you know, in the in the seventies, and it was and it was way worse than this. And again, we didn't learn from the French. The French couldn't do their thing in Vietnam, and we didn't learn from them, yeah. and we didn't learn from the Russians in Afghanistan. So you know, we went to so well, I mean, we've done similar kind of things in the past, but no one seems to remember that. I mean. It is, yeah, it is funny. There is a certain amount of sort of nationalistic pride that allows us to systematically forget what we want to forget. Well, I, I don't even know if it's that or if it's just is it people aren't being taught history in school anymore. I think that's I think that's part of it. I I, I mean it, it does because everyone just seems so absolutely outraged and shocked that there's a war going on somewhere and one country is invading another. And when was the last time that happened? Well, well it happens, yeah, it happens all the fucking like, time. This hasn't happened since World War Two. I'm like, no, it's happened. We've done it since World War Two. <laughs> yeah, we've done it numerous times since World War Two. Um, you know, and lots of countries have. Uh, just this one is the first one being fought in social media. I think. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's interesting, you know. I don't. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know, Neil. I, like I said, I don't even want to really get into the weeds too badly on it. I just used it to inspire my uh, well, I, my song a, choices, it's in, and, and it's inspired me as well, my friend. It's inspired me. Right. And in fact, I am play going to play um, a song by uh, actually. There's been numerous bands through the years called the Automatics, but um, this okay. was a I believe a London-based band from like '77 called the automatics hmm. and uh they had one great song uh that was a single that was it wasn't a hit but it was a, it was a pretty famous single and it's called when the tanks roll into poland again so uh hmm. let's hope this doesn't happen but anyway we're going to listen to the song yes. anyway this is yeah the automatics with when the tanks roll into poland again Selfish town fight. You see a lot gone past 
There you go. That was the automatics with when the tanks roll into Poland again. You know, some people look down on a band with one hit. I, I, I wish, I wish I was in a band that had one hit. I'd be thrilled. Especially one be of those thrilled. big hits, right? Like turning yeah, yeah, Japanese exactly. or something that makes one great money. seven inch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, turning Japanese would be great because you just license that to every movie. Yep. Like any movie, yeah. Just keep license that sucker out. Make it worth nothing. Well, I I, I heard that you know the song um that one from the early nineties. It was a Liverpool band called the Lars. They had a song "There She Goes." There she goes. Oh yeah, yeah. There she there goes she again. Goes. Yep. Yeah, that's been a lot of movies. Supposedly, the guy that wrote that um, uh, what's his name? Summit Mavers, Lee Mavers. Um, he's he was able to never work again after because that's been used in in so many movies and you know it's constantly played on the radio and stuff and so many people have covered it's all it. about the publishing man. Yep, so uh, good for him. Good for him. The other the other thing I, I find fascinating once again getting more political than I really care to generally is so the distraction of the war in the Ukraine has sort of allowed us to sort of start kicking COVID under the rug. I mean, you've noticed this, right, Neil? Uh, yes, COVID does. Well, <laughs> that's interesting. Most people have, anyway. Most sane people have, but still some well, people are kind diff- of cling to it, right? That's a different story, which we can certainly talk about a little bit later. But, I mean, it, it's a lot of this it is political theater. I'm sorry. I mean, literally, the day before the State of the Union address, you were required to wear a mask in all indoor areas in Washington, D.C., and the day of the State of the Union address, it became safe to gather thousands of people in a room without. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's, you know, we were supposed to believe, you know, I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. And then you get, and then you, like you were mentioning, there's the people that are going the other way. It's like, we believe science. We believe science until they tell us not to be scared. Then we don't believe science anymore. I, the whole thing is so, uh, it's so, it's so asinine. Um, uh, Monday, Feb 28th, uh, Illinois dropped its mask mandate. So most places then yep. immediately, most sane places drop the stupid mask mandate and they drop the show yep. us your vaccination card to get in that stupid yep. bullshit. Um, but yep. some come, some places are still wanting you to do it, including, yep. and I'm going to call you up by name, beat kitchen, chop shop, get your fucking act together. Seriously. It, they, they, like I said, they, it, are they, do they believe in science or do they only believe in fear? Mm-hmm. Like if if it's science is scary, we don't believe it anymore. What's going on? And you know, it's, it's become it'll become interesting because eventually I'm gonna have to you know you we vote with our dollar. I don't know that the ballot box really does as much good at this point, but we vote with our dollar. And at some point, you know, there's places because of the way they acted during the pandemic that I'll never go back to. Right. And I there's man there's one club in GR that I love and one club in Milwaukee that I really love and I. Wonder how much longer I can tolerate their nonsense. Um, well, I was but, I was amazed see. I was amazed to see on their website that Chop Shop was saying that they were still requiring that same stupid bullshit, especially with the vaccination card, which doesn't stop anything. If yeah. you, can, you can still have COVID and go in and have a. Vaccination if you want to be card. safe, you got to take everybody's temperature at the door or, or have a negative test at the door. Negative I mean, test <laughs> at the door, yeah. Uh, um, but uh, you know, it, it 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 just makes me so angry. Even places like the Art Institute of Chicago. They drop the mask mandate and that kind of thing. And where is going to be more yeah. crowded than the fucking Art Institute? And yet, well, and uh, yeah, it's so, it's so it's so stupid. Well, and now, I, some places I think it's a matter of survival. You know, I, I know some places in GR are doing it, and some aren't. And once again, they're private companies; they can do whatever they want. I mean, I, I, I'm not even saying that they shouldn't have the right to do it. I'm just saying, you know, it, it, 
if you don't want my money, then maybe when you do want it, maybe I won't bring it back. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 I think some of them that kind of dropped it just did it out of matter of survival. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, how long can a place like the Vic, you know, where we're going to go hopefully in a couple of weeks, how long can they sustain that place if they're only half full? Right. You know? Yeah, well, no, exactly. And, you know, I've got a perfect case in point for you. So, you know, the Uncle Julio's by here. You've been there with me before, right? The Mexican restaurant. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so... The classic peg boy hang... This is the yeah. predecessor to the classic <laughs> peg boy hangover where... <laughs> yeah, where I couldn't, I, I couldn't keep my head straight all the next day. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I went to that place with Laura just a, a couple weeks ago before the mask mandate was dropped. So they were still doing the vaccination cards at the door. The stupidest thing ever. But anyway, they were still doing all yeah. that shit. It was a Friday night. Now, that's not in the city. That's not in the city. Right. So they're just choosing to do that, right? Well, no, it was it no, the county. It was Illinois. Yeah, it was Illinois. Yeah, Cook County, whatever. Um, okay. So we go in Friday night, 5 o'clock. Should have been packed. There was me and her and one other couple at the bar. The place was empty. Absolutely empty apart from us. That's a huge restaurant yep, too. It is. Huge. Now, we went there last last Friday. Place was and there's no no mask mandate anymore, no vaccination cards. Place was packed. So, mm. you know, make of that what you will. But um <laughs> the, the, pro- the problem we've had is you there's not enough people who are working. They're like you can't I mean, if you're going out to eat a, a regular sit-down meal, you better don't plan to be anywhere. You know what I mean? If you if you're hang, going out with friends and you're hanging out and you want to have a leisurely meal, it's great. But if you had to, we last Thursday we went out on our way to the tip top for sure. If you, uh, man, you better leave a long time for dinner. Nobody has enough people in the kitchen. Right. It's just you know. Hey, hold on which, a second. Hold on a second. I forgot about that, dude. You have a show to talk about. Um, give us the uh, give us give us the rundown on where you went and who you went to see and stuff and how was it? Oh, it was yeah, it was a real small little show. Uh, so, you know, if we're being honest, though, it's the first show I went to since uh, we went to those queer shows back-to-back in December. So it's been two and a half months since I went to a show. Wow. And we went to – so Scott and I and our wives went to see the Tossers, who are from Chicago, of course, and Crazy in the Brains, who I think are from New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey, I think. Yep. I'm not sure. New Jersey. It's funny. Telling. I wrote about it, but I'll, I'll give a little recap, right? So we went to dinner at a place on the west side. The, the Tip Top's a sweet little – I think the capacity is up about 125. It's a small little place. Yeah, great, you took, you great took me little... there, right? There's a tiny yeah, stage, yeah, great, tiny a... bar. I mean, small bar. Yeah. Nice. Great place, though. I mean, just just a great place. I really like the place. Uh, the owner's been around the scene forever. He's a good dude. Um, but we went to a different place for dinner, and it was it was really slow. And dinner wasn't bad, but it was really slow. So we got over there at about – the show started at 8. I think we got there at 8.20, 8.25. And there was no, like, local opener. Crazy, the brains had already started. So we walk in, Neil, and they're playing People Who Died by Jim Carroll. Huh. Interesting. So it's like, wow, great. I mean, so far, so good. And then it kind of it didn't really sustain that level of momentum <laughs> after that. But it's funny because it was – so there's, like, a little tiny dance floor there. And there's tables and chairs all through the place. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cumbersome to get around in there a little bit. And, like, nobody was going on the dance floor. It's like a little tiny dance floor in front of the stage. And nobody was going down there. Everybody was sort of nervous. I don't know. They didn't know who this band was or whatever. And he's the singer whose name is Christopher Jesus. I'm going to guess that that's not his Christian name. Oh, Jesus Christ. Look at our baby boy. We should call him Christopher Jesus. But uh, he's... Uh, well, it's Jesus it's Christ backwards, Jesus. isn't it? So. Unless it's Jesus, but he did not look Latino to me. 
<laughs> anyway, he's uh, he's you know kind of working the crowd, and he's kind of got this self-deprecating humor, and he's like, "Anybody have any questions at all? Anybody have any questions at all?" And I'm like, and I'm and I'm in the back, and I've had a few drinks, and I yell, "Yeah, where's the xylophone?" And he said, "It's gone, baby. We don't have the xylophone anymore." Hmm. Wasn't that like, the, wasn't that the whole thing? Wasn't that what made him? That was different? the whole thing. So yeah. now they have a keyboard player instead, which punk bands don't need keyboard players. For being honest, but uh, but it was like. I don't know. That was their shtick, and now it's gone. Right. And I caught up with him later. I'm like, you had that in Vegas, right? He's like, oh yeah. The player, the the xylophone player, just you know, just had to leave for whatever reason, or was done, or had couldn't take anymore, or something, and <laughs> left. So now they're just like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, Neil. Now they're not so crazy in the brains, right? Well, and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't amazing either. Yeah. Uh, and then the Tossers came on. So the Tossers are they're like a Celt band, but they're a Celt they're really more of a folk band, more like the like the Pogues. Like they don't really have like electric guitar or anything. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but these came on, played a bunch, played a bunch of traditional Irish songs, played their bunch of their own songs. They're 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 really good. They're a really good band. I, I when they they really uh you know kind of scratch an itch for me when I'm into that you know up for that kind of music and yeah, yeah. you know it was. It was the beginning of March, and uh, you know we're all a little bit Irish, right? The beginning of March. Yeah, not me, thanks. We're all a little bit Irish, except for me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm Dutch. I'm not either. But uh, I, I do enjoy a Guinness. Did. I do enjoy a Guinness. So you know, I'll I'll be yeah, on honorary Irish, and I go to a Irish pub every every weekend. So that's that's good enough for me. There okay, so inquiring my well, it's funny because the Irish celebrate by getting drunk and drinking whiskey or whatever, right? The Dutch celebrate by getting their money's worth. So I was a little irritated. <laughs> I missed the first half of the opener. <laughs> Excellent. That's right. Uh, so inquiring yes. inquiring minds want to know was that uh, yes. Was was that was that woman behind the bar who who sounded like she smokes about sixteen packs a day? Yes, was, was she yes, there? She, she was, was excellent. Yes. yes, she is an excellent bartender. She is, and I'm pretty confident that she was born a woman, but she has got <laughs> the most rugged, manly voice I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, you know, a lot of crack and a lot of cigarettes will do that to you. I, I, I think it's probably mostly cigarettes. Yes, yeah. but uh, I don't know. But yeah, it was it was it was actually a real good time. You know. Uh, How much was it to get? No, it's not uh, twenty-five at the door. Oh wow, which That's... is not cheap. No, not, it's not cheap. But the place is so small. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it, it'd probably be more like a fifteen-dollar show at a, a little different club, you know. Yeah. But the other thing was, I didn't buy anything in advance because uh, you, you just don't know what's going to happen these days, right? So I could have saved could have saved a couple bucks by them in advance. But it's just like you know, I bought those tickets. We're going away in a couple of weeks here. I'm coming up to see you in a couple of weeks. And I bought those tickets before I left, but I've been riding it out going, what, what's going to happen with this stuff? So it's it's kind of nerve-wracking to buy tickets that far in advance. I mean, I know you bought those Circle Jerk tickets like six months in advance. I did. Because I, like yeah, an idiot, yeah. I thought it would sell out. But no, it hasn't sold out still. Well, I'm sh- – so they are. A lot of them are selling out. Like I know the West Coast shows are selling out. But, but the thing is, Neil, and once again, I think this comes back to the COVID stuff. A lot of people got used to staying home, and they're fine staying home. Good, fuck them. Don't and care. I don't know that. Well, well, yeah. Well, but especially many if they're in their fifties, how much of a nudge does it take to get out of the scene when you're in your fifties or forties? Yeah, not much. I mean, I I get irritated by you know stuff, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll make the best of it. And but I, I man, I love going to shows. I don't want to quit. I have, I honestly have no desire to quit. I'm. Matter of fact, I'm struggling with the fact that I don't like. There's some really cool thrash shows coming up. I really don't have anybody to go see them with. Yeah. So if anybody's listening in the Grand Rapids area and wants to go see some thrash shows with me, give me well, a call. We'll hang out. There you go. Like we'll that. hang out because because uh, 
Scott's not super into it. My wife's not really into it. And, uh, but anyway, I don't know. Neil, can I play another song? Should I play another song? Yeah, talking about thrash, maybe you should play, uh, didn't you have a DRI song you were going to play? Oh, play Chromax. Okay. All right. Whatever you want. Up to you. Um, so this is uh, Chromags. World peace can't be done. This is world peace, Chromags. Chromags with world peace. Uh, I assume that's off. Chromax that. fan Neil? Uh, no, I assume that's off. Uh, Age of Quarrel is that the name of the album? <laughs> it is. It is off Age of Quarrel. Yes. Yeah. It's funny because I always I love the so you know uh, John Joseph kind of lost control of the band. I don't know how he had it for all those years, but Harley Flanagan's got the band back. So I would love to see them actually. The second Chromags album was called Best Wishes, and Harley sang on it. And I always thought that was almost as good as the first album. So. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I, I mean, I like, I've, I've, I've I, I tried, like I've tried numerous times, but it's just too metal for me. I just don't, I just can't get into it's it. It's definitely New York hardcore. Well, I mean, there's um, New York hardcore, there's uh, New York hardcore, right? I mean, it's no, yeah. it's no first agnostic front or token entry or something, right? It's sim style. I mean, those first agno- that agnostic front albums are pretty metally too, if we're being honest, right? Not the first one. Not the first one. Yeah. Eh, a little bit, a little bit. And Roger Merritt, as much as I like Agnostic, I like Agnostic Front a lot, but Roger Merritt's got a voice that's a bit of an acquired taste. Too. Oh, that's interesting that you say that. I always say Roger Murray. I don't know, even know what, what's, which one is right. I mean, it's M-I-R-E-T. I don't know. I, I mean, he's he's like, he's Latino, right? I don't know. How do you, how you pronounce that, Mike? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know, Mike. Mike's giving us lessons in all things uh, Latino, mostly how to curse and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, now to get really drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Did you ever get into? Even though I, when I, when it, even though when I'm when I'm shoveling snow and he sends a picture of himself in his flip flops, I do get a little envious. Oh God, yeah, that was so annoying. I wish even though I don't have snow even outside. Though I, even so though funny. I never will wear flip flops unless I'm in prison. But well, uh, let's hope that doesn't. What about happen. you? You you haven't been in any show since I last talked to you, have you? Uh, no, but actually, hold on a second. I was about to ask you. So, did you get into any of the um? What was what was Roger Murray's Roger Murray and the Disasters? Did you ever listen to any of their stuff? I never did. No, was that any good? Yeah, that I got the. I think they had three albums. Roger Murray and the Disasters. I think one was called 1984. I think one was called My Riot. Yeah, it was good. I really liked them actually. They sounded vague, a little bit more rock and roll than the Agnostic Front for sure. A bit more social distortiony. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, huh. they're good. They're, they're at that. If you haven't you know, heard them, they're surprisingly good. What did you say it was called? My Riot? It's funny because that's the name of his uh, autobiography. Yeah, that My, I Riot. Read. My, My Riot. My Riot was one of his albums from, from 2006 or seven or something like that. I'm, I'm curious to because he was, I think, Cuban or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. But it, it very famously, Tim Yohannan who was a complicated man, but at the end of the day, he could be a real prick, no question. He decided that these that Agnostic Front were like white supremacists or something, even though half of them weren't even white. Oh, fucking stupid prick. And just used just... Maximum Rock and Roll to just try to destroy them. It was funny reading the, the Larry Livermore book because he talked about how, you know, Tim Yohannan didn't let the truth stop him from... <laughs> ruining someone's life if he needed to it's, it's an interesting book actually i need to write a book report about that i'm going to put that on the put that on the facebook site because it's a very interesting book and i'm currently reading another very interesting book but we'll talk about that later so he was actually cuban I'm, well i is actually cuban he's not dead okay actually, yeah, he is cuban yeah i knew he wasn't so i actually i like agnostic front and i've seen them once or twice but i actually am also a fan of his little brother's band who's very metally uh madball okay who i've yeah. seen quite a few I've seen quite a few times over the years. They actually just played here. Man, they they played here. At maybe the f- not quite a few times. Yeah, I know they. I saw they, they played, played the Forge. Uh, they played. Yeah, they played the Forge. Yep. Not exact. I mean, that's got to be an hour and a half from your place, but. Yeah, I wouldn't go down there. Fucking uh, it Decatur or whatever it is. No, not Decatur. What the it's hell is it? Uh, Lombard. No, yeah. not Lombard. Uh, Joliet. Joliet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Joliet. Where the state prison it's is, honestly, right? There's a state place, prison it, there. It's worse. Well, when we went down there, we went down there to see the Dead Kennedys, TSOL, Bull Weevils. We saw a real cool show down there. Uh, we stayed, of course, and we Ubered. And it's a pretty cheap place to stay. It's not like staying in Chicago or something. So I would just stay down there. I remember seeing their advertising because I follow that club on social media. They were saying, hey, we're not in Cook County. Come to see our shows. Screw those people in Chicago, basically. Yeah. So. They have a lot of cool thrash shows and stuff there. They do not do much punk there. It's mostly a metal. True. true mostly true. a metal venue. Yep, it is. That's very true. But uh, uh, so anyway. what, what were we talking about? You but, just asked me something and I forget what it uh, before I went off on the oh, road. Oh, I was going to say, you haven't gone to any shows since I talked to you last. Um, uh, no, I haven't. We got a... You, you teased going to Gang of Four. I guess, I guess you didn't end up doing that. I looked for tickets that night. They'd sold out. Oh, really? Um, huh. And then when I saw some photographs of it, I am glad that I didn't go. Um, Why is that, Neil? It was a... Oh. <laughs> it's 
making me making me sound we haven't bad. Sp- we haven't we haven't spoken about this i actually have no idea what you're gonna say making me sound bad a it was a um it looked like a i mean geez i'm 59 but this looked like a very ancient crowd um <laughs> they, they, they look almost as old as you i don't want to hang out with anybody my age. older um it looked like a very self-important kind of thing too. It looked like there was a lot of virtual signaling going on, and <laughs> the stage was the stage was bedecked with uh, all kinds of flags, and you can you know guess what kind of flags were hanging up and stuff. And you know what, if you want to do which, that, which was your favorite, the rainbow or the hammer and the sickle? <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously, it's like I wonder. I wonder if what's happened with Russia now, if any of the bands that were like you know pumping that kind of thing, like the Opairs and the and the early Gang of Four, you know pumping a lot of the soviet union stuff wonder if they're regretting any of that now but probably not because they always seem to be able to uh, talk themselves out of anything right um well it is it is funny because a lot of the people that i know to be very communist friendly are trying to point now trying to sort of uh paint putin as like a right-wing right guy yeah it's, it's, it's the amount of the amount of uh twisting and turning yep. going on this uh, game of intellectual twister is yep. very interesting That's a lot of fucking pretzels yeah um yeah. but anyway you know what you know if your band want, it's like the, it was like that when i saw the specials the last time and uh you know i don't i don't it's great if you want to believe what you want to believe that's great you don't need to fucking fuck it down my throat you just don't need to because i don't care i don't care i'm old enough to make up my own decision about things but they've always I, I don't need to see that Gang of Four was always a radically leftist political band. Oh, well, they were, and that's why they're called the Gang so of Four, it, right? So, yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise me, but it is kind of funny. At this point, does it mean anything, or is it just sort of like uh, you know window dressing? Uh, yes, that's what I. Or would, like you said, virtue virtue signaling. But the thing is, do you need to virtue signal that old crowd? It's not like it's millennials there, right? It's millennials' grandparents, parents, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, I'm, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't go because it also looked like the kind of crowd that maybe this was their first show in five years. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Uh, and I can certainly fucking yeah. do without that as well. So, um, there is that crowd, you know, that crowd that goes to the. You know, show every few years. Well, I got into that. I don't want to become that. I got. See, I'm always getting into it with people, and I I got into that with someone on Facebook and the punk to like, uh, punk's not dead forum, where some guy said, "Oh yeah, I see the Circle Jerks are going to play in Chicago. Oh, I haven't. There's been no punk shows in Chicago for about five years." I I think I saw you argue with that person, but they, but it is amazing. I'm like, you what have the to fuck have your head so deep about? in the sand. Yeah, you right? have to have your head so deep in the sand to not see that there's stuff going. I mean, it's, it is amazing. I, I I I think you're wasting your time arguing with people online. But that being said, I'm on your side with this one. That's that's insane. Uh, especially especially that week. It's where, like, like there was Gang of Four, and then there was the Dropkick Murphys, and then it was there was like four shows that week. Well, <laughs> I think a lot of these old old timers, Neil. It's like. Boy, the punk scene really died since I quit going to shows. Yeah, since I stopped paying attention, it died. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, that's that's what happened. Yeah. But then by the same token, I got this young band around here has got this new song, something about uh, don't be a boomer punk. And they're not talking about baby boomers. They're talking about people my age and your age. And I'm like, we're not baby boomers, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and and you're not as smart as you think you are. But I actually am a whatever. baby boomer, but that's fine. You're right on the edge, mm-hmm. I think, right? I'm proud of it. Fuck, if people who call me boomer. Yeah, yeah, we invented all the shit that you use. Thanks so, for bankrupting our country, buddy. <laughs> hey, I don't see you giving up your iPhones and shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I don't know. I don't uh, know what anyway, so no, so anyway, <laughs> long story short, I did not go to the Gang of Four show, and now I'm kind of happy that I'm kind of happy that it did sell out. I didn't go. I'll be very honest. Um, that was at a real small place too, wasn't it? It was at Bottom Lounge, which uh, not that small. Probably holds about a thousand, I'd say. Oh, okay. Maybe eight hundred. Okay, maybe so, eight, yeah. It's where I saw well, Stiff I saw Little Bottom Fingers. Lounge. Yeah. Well, what I will say for Bottom Lounge is they are following the recommendations of the CDC in the city. They are not doing uh, – they have dropped a lot of their, most of their stuff. Yeah, I, I'd hope so. so. I'd hope so because you're liable to get killed outside the venue anyway. Oh, is that a bad neighborhood? Uh, well, it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's underneath the L-Tracks and um, mm. not particularly well lit. So one time I was going with Jason, our friend from Illuminate Brewworks. I yep, went yep. with him to see – I think we went to see Face to Face. And um, came back, was it a face-to-face or X? I, I can't remember. Um, when we came back to the car, the car had been broken into and his wife's purse had been stolen from the car. So, you know, just one of those things that makes a punk show more special. There was a, there was, I've told the story before about going to DRI, going to see DRI and my, our friend got kicked in the face. Yeah, yeah. And we had to take him to the hospital. My brother and I were drinking in the parking lot. I remember because I told the story. I didn't tell the whole story. I said, it doesn't really cast me in a particularly good light. And then Carl, our friend Carl wrote in and said, dude, you got to tell this story. But anyway, I saw, uh, I think it's tonight, the band Overkill, who I really like, is playing there, an old 80s thrash band from New Jersey. And all I could think was, I wanted to write on the Facebook page, I was like, just leave your windows open because at least then your stuff will get stolen, but at least your windows will yeah. get broken. No, it's true. It's that, that, dude, that is 100% true. Yeah. It was at Harpo's in Detroit. That is a bad place on the east side of Detroit. That is a real bad place. I mean, it's a neighborhood. It's it's like a freaking nuclear wasteland around there. Yeah. I mean, you can walk to Bottom Lounge from Shop Shop. So that's uh, not Shop Shop, um, Cobra Lounge. So actually, mm. the last couple times I went, I just parked in the Cobra Lounge parking lot and then walked over there. Um, but yeah, they have, a, they have a fair few shows at Bottom Lounge. It's an okay venue. Uh, eh. But uh, mm. anyway, yeah. So I didn't go to that one, but. Um, we have coming up. We have. Why don't uh, you play? Why don't you why don't you play a song and we'll talk about what we got coming up? Because I'm I'm actually really excited about it and uh, I need a little weekend off to blow some steam. So why don't you play another song, Neil? What, what's <laughs> what's on your what's on your mind? Okay, for, keep, uh, keeping keeping up with the anti-Russian, anti-communist vibe. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> post my colors to the mast here. This is a this is this is a song by the old uh, English oi band called Combat Eighty Four. This is, oh, yeah. this is the song Right to Choose, uh, which starts off with the fi- fine line, fuck off CND. So, yeah, this is uh, Combat 84 <laughs> with Right to Choose. Fuck off, Sandy! 
go. Right to choose there from uh, Combat 84. And I'm sure that's got our friend Richard White hiding under the covers. He'll be so offended by that. Well, <laughs> well it's it's funny. It's funny because I really don't think the average Amer- average. I don't think the average Russian citizen wants war any more than you or I do. You know, I think it's mostly the maniac leaders, even though I do see now a lot of people are like the Z, I guess, is this like they're putting Z's on the side of their house or the side of their building or their shirt. Yes. I guess this is these are the Russians who support yes. the but I don't know that there's a consensus among the Russian people. I, uh, Russia, I, you know, I just think at the end of the day, whether you're living in Afghanistan, Russia, Germany, America, Brazil, you, it, most most of us are just working stiffs. You it know? depends. Uh, it, We're just trying to I get would through the day. We don't want our government to get involved with this. I nonsense. would say I would agree with you, but I saw a documentary on North Korea. And the amount of propaganda that they're fed morning, noon, and night from the time that yeah, from the they're, time they're that they're born, sh- no, they really do believe that yeah. we're just evil and we are out to get them, and that the only person they can believe is their you know round-headed leader, blockhead, fucking McNee or whatever his <laughs> name is. Um, he's the only person they can believe, and they believe he's a god and all that shit. And you know, so it depends. So those people with the Z, maybe those people are going to be convinced by McDonald's and Coca Cola not selling their shit in their country anymore. Who knows? Just Americans, yeah, just capitalist pigs trying to screw them over. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, I, I. Well, and it is funny because you talk. Listen, you can imagine how bad it was for you know. I'm a very much an '80s kid. You're probably more of a '70s kid, but I was very much an '80s kid. Man, we the so the Russians were the worst, yep. right? They were evil. We grew up thinking that, and if they taught us that, how bad did they think of us? Well, that's. I mean, if it wasn't for Rocky Balboa and Ivan Drago, <laughs> I don't know that we would ever reach any kind of an understanding. But if I could change, I will break you. Could you. <laughs> Yeah, if he dies, he dies. Well, that's that. But if I could change and you could change, then we could change. That's what that Combat Eighty Four song I was just I just played. That's what that was about. Bigger and better bombs. We want the right, the right to choose. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, so so yeah, so I didn't go to Gang of Four, but we do have um, shows coming up next weekend. We have a couple. We have. Yes, Friday and Saturday night. Friday night in Chicago. We have um, yep. a strange bill, really. Flatfoot 56. It really is. It really is yep, a strange right. bill. But 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 that being said, it's a bill very much in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's a bill. It's it's in our wheelhouse because we've interviewed uh, two of the bands on the bill. Um, That's we have true. Flatfoot That's 56. True. And I'm friendly with a couple Flatfoot of Flatfoot 56 from yes. Chicago, headlining. Once again, great St. Patrick's Day era yep. band. Great... Uh, We'll hoist a pint. Yeah, exactly. Then we have Huntington's, which, um, yeah, it's not it's not the yep. Huntington's, I was led to believe. It's just Huntington's, um, who we just had, Josh. Isn't it? Yeah, it's... It's, it's not no, the No, it's just like, just like Ramones were Ramones. Huntington's is Huntington's. Um, well, okay, so okay, so Ramones are just Ramones, but it's almost impossible not to put a the on the front. You just don't capitalize. Well, yeah, just like, just like right? Buzzcocks are Buzzcocks. Um, but everyone calls them the Buzzcocks, but they were actually just... That was the name of the band. Was just Buzzcock, right? Um, so yeah, they're just Huntington's. Um, and then then is uh, the third band on the bill is Five Hundred Miles to Memphis, who we've also talked to, who were who great yep. too. So three yep. very different, right. three very yep. different kinds of bands there, right? And not only that, Neil, but the opening band is kind of spiky. Hmm. Who they're, is that? They're called. Uh, oh my gosh! Why can't it? Evil Engine? Oh, I think I've seen. Oh. 
they're around the Chicago area. They've been around quite a bit. They're a little spiky. Did we, uh, did we miss them friendly. with one of the bands that we went to because we got the lights or something? They, they, they probably. I think maybe the last time we were Reggie's, we might have missed them. They, they play a lot of. They get a lot of good. I don't know what their deal is, but they get a lot of good opening yeah. gigs. I think. Well, that's cool. Like I said, female fronted. They're cool. They're they're like I said, definitely more of a '77 style. Excellent. Not '77, but yeah. So it's it's really is a very strange bill. I actually kind of question who put it together. Like I said, it works for me, but I don't know. We'll see. What yeah. Happens. So do you know? Is it on the rock club side or is it on the music venue side? It is in the rock club side. Wow. I wonder how that'll do. I mean, because I don't think any of those bands draw particularly big, do they? That that might be kind uh, of empty. I think. Okay, so the Huntington's don't play right. much. So there's a certain scarcity level, so I think they will draw well. Flatfoot 56 is from the south side of Chicago. I think they will draw well. Okay. Um, and 500 Miles from Memphis, I don't know. I think they're a band that typically would have played like a smaller club right. headlining. Um, but they definitely have some fans in town. I think it's a half-full kind gotcha. of show. But I honestly, you know, I've been to the rock club... I don't know how many times, and I've only been in there once when it sold out. I mean, it's and it sucked yeah. honestly. You could barely get around right. in it. So that place half full is about perfect, actually. I actually discovered the other day. Um, I discovered I was going back through my old photos. I was trying to find a photo of some uh, people doing laundry for some reason, but um, going through my photos, I found. Um, I, I'll tell you that story sometime. It's funny as fuck. Um, I found video I took of uh, that famous Cockney Reject show I told you about at Reggie's where there was a huge fucking fight. Oh, the fight. Um, I didn't remember that I'd taken video of it, but I did. So I found that video. So maybe I'll post that. Maybe I'll post that on the page. Um, Shoot. We'll send yeah, the group. Uh, with Stinky is doing his boxing routine on the stage. And meanwhile, there's a huge fucking ruck going on in the crowd. Uh, and as Ooh. you know, from being to Reggie's, there's really no bounces to speak of. No, the security is very light. I mean, the bouncers were just—they just let the skinheads fight. They didn't even—they didn't even try and get involved in it at all. So, I mean, on the on the bar side where we were last time mm-hmm. with the queers, and the stage is so short. I mean, anybody could get up there and get at the band. There's right. no, uh, but they, I think there's one—the main door guy—and I'm pretty sure he'd mess you up if he had to. But uh, the long-haired doorman who's been working there as long as I can remember. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many. I don't know if they. Maybe there's guys waiting in the wings on the rock club side. Maybe, I don't but know. they didn't. Want, they did not want to get involved this night. Uh, so there was no. There's no security <laughs> like whatsoever, really. So this fight just went on until it petered just out. Step, stand back. Yeah, stand and back, stupid. Huh? J- <laughs> J- Jason, sorry, sorry for calling you stupid, but Jason was uh, standing with Jason upstairs. <laughs> and he was kind of hammered, and he was throwing bottles into the crowd. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> or cans or cans i don't remember what he was launching but he was launching something <laughs> yeah i don't think they have glass bottles uh so yeah that was that's that, acceptable oh, oh entertaining oh, entertaining anyway that was a hell of a night uh, but anyway yeah i have video well, of some of that so i will see if i can find that and post it well it's going to be interesting for a couple reasons actually because i uh i'm bringing my wife for the first time she's never been to oh Reggie's. that'll be um, interesting so Scott and I kind of have a ritual when we go to <laughs> Chicago. We drive up. <laughs> well, <laughs> we stay in Chinatown. You know, we've been doing this for years. And it's Chinatown is walking distance to Reggie's. Reggie's right on the edge of it Chinatown. Is. And Reggie's is on the south side of Chicago, but it's not in, like, the south side where they shoot each other. It's just – it's more like the south edge of downtown. Um, but we always stay at the same place, Chinatown Inn. It's a total dump. 
it's like where they, you know, it's like if you were Johnny Thunders and you were going to turn up dead in a hotel in Chicago, that's where you'd want to be, you know? Yeah. And we always stay there and it's cheap and it's walkable to everywhere, or, you know, to the, the red line and it's walkable to Reggie's. I would, I would guess you're I was guessing I would, you're not taking Mrs. Trauma to the China Inn. <laughs> no, we are not. I'm not. We're actually staying at a really nice place only a couple blocks away. We're, we're staying within walking distance again, but a, a place called the Jaslyn. It looks very nice. Like we have a city view What's room. What's it called? Should be a nice romantic. What's it called? The Jaslyn. Was it on Michigan Avenue or something? No, no, it's it's right. It's it's in China. Oh, good luck with that one. <laughs> No, no, it's nice. It's nice. It's, I get it. It's, trust yes. me, it's nice. Free, free, free but massage anyway, in the room. <laughs> hopefully. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm like, okay, we're going. We're gonna have a nice hotel. Yeah, we're gonna, you sure. know, we got plans on the way there and stuff. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that the. We'll see. I don't know if there's gonna be any romance. Neil, we'll see. See how many PBRs are involved. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll see what she, her. what she thinks of it by the fourth band. Yeah, we'll see how much she's enjoying it. Yes. Yeah. She's a good sport, you know. We've been doing this for a lot of years. At least she can right. sit down upstairs if she um, gets bored, right? Yeah, yeah. it's true. Uh, well, and my big problem is when I go to shows is I tend to know a lot of people or strike up a lot of conversations, and I tend to leave her hanging sometimes with weird people or by herself. So the fact is there will be a few of us there, so that shouldn't be too much of an issue. Now who's, oh, oh, is, is Scott so coming she, down too? Oh, Scott's good. I didn't too. know that. Okay, Last great. minute. He's, a, he's able to. I didn't think he was going to be able to either, but yeah, he is. And I'm, I'm glad too because he'll enjoy. He will enjoy the Reggies, of course, which we always do. And we will. Uh, and then the next night, I'm equally excited for. We're rolling down to our home away from home, Logansport, Indiana. Indeed, we are. And why are we doing that, Tom? Well, we're going to do a podcast, and we're going to help Matt celebrate the sixth anniversary of the record farm. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some and, bands playing. Yep. I think we will – we're going to – I don't know what time the show is going to start exactly. I don't know if it's 7 or 8 or whatever the bands start at. Maybe 8. I don't know. But we're going to podcast before that, and we will probably try to – Grab a few of the guys from the bands and stuff like that, and uh, at least Todd again. I know a couple people said, "Oh, great, the return of Todd Evans." So Todd Evans from Mobile Death Camp will try to grab him and probably talk to Matt a little bit. And Matt is lined up a guest for us, a kind of a cool guest for us, but I don't want to jinx it, so I'm gonna keep that under our hat. So, and then I don't know, maybe we'll kind of like MC the event, or I, I don't know, we'll kind of see. How yeah, and so um, on the bill. Um... On the bill, tell the bill. It's an no, awesome originally bill. it was going to be Flamingo Nosebleed first, but they had to they had to bow out. So it's going to be a local yeah. band called the Distractions, I believe. Well, they're actually they're actually not entirely local. So Flamingo Nosebleed are from uh, Fort Wayne. Ivy, what are you doing? And the Distractions Ivy. are knock it off. The Distractions are from South Bend. South Bend, okay. Notre Dame, which Notre is right Dame. the state line. So distractions are actually pretty cool. I have a CD by them, and I have a split seven inch of theirs. It's funny there was a famous uh, there was a famous old Manchester punk band called the Distractions. So, well, it's funny you said that because I remember you saying that same thing about the Automatics, and all I can think is, yeah, because there's like a pop punk band called the Automatics. I think they're from Europe, but they have a ball of record. Yeah. Out. But anyway, so. So yes, so it was Flamingo Nosebleed, and but they've been replaced by the Distractions, which is a cool, which is a fair trade, I think. I, I'm kind of bummed Flamingo can't do it, but Distractions are cool. It's a fair fair swap. And then anyway. second on the bill, we have from Chicago, um, Capcom Heroes. So who we've interviewed uh, Jimmy yeah. on the show before, and uh, we know Jimmy and Joe, and so that should be cool. They're a great yeah, band. They should be fun. Yep, we we love yeah. their album. They're great. Yep. Great. We dudes. have to thank them for 
We'll see if they can it. get all five of their bodies up on that <laughs> little stage. Well, we don't there. know how small the stage is because we've never been to this new one, right? Well, Matt said it was pretty small. He was definitely – like how many people were in the band was definitely a consideration. <laughs> yeah, true, enough, true enough. True enough. True enough. It's like, don't you know any killer trios? But no. anyway. And then headlining that night is uh, Todd Evans from originally from Guar, right? Uh, his band Mobile Death Camp, who uh, I – Well, he was in a bunch of bands. I know we, we talked to him about playing in the Detroit area growing up. Uh, yeah, I think I think Mobile Death Camp is officially out of Toledo. <laughs> But I'm not positive. But and they're gonna do a real uh, punk heavy set. So and we'll actually get into that a little bit later okay, today. Excellent. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun night. So everybody, if you're even in anywhere in the Midwest, um, and you and the weather's decent and you don't mind a drive, come out and see us, man. We'd love to see you. We'd love to hang out with you and uh, yep. and that kind of thing. It'll be great. And and we will have. Are you bringing your family still, Neil, or are you flying solo? I am bringing my family. I am bringing. And I think Rick is gonna come too. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yep. That'd be great. And I'm going to have my wife, and I'm going to have the famous Scott with me. Yeah, and, you'd be able uh, to meet all the people on the show that we talk about, except for um, Mike the Mayor. I Mike. hope, and I haven't spoken to him, but I know Jake was hoping to come out. I hope, hopefully Jake can make it. I don't know what his situation is, but I hope he can make it out. I told him to bring his girl and make it a romantic weekend, a punk till I die romantic weekend. Yes, at the, uh, at the Quality in, Inn in good old Lucasville. Yeah. <laughs> lovely. What is, uh, what is Matt called? The last... The Las Vegas yes. the Midwest. Um, did you book yet? I'm in. I'm in the Holiday Inn. I don't know what if you booked yet. I actually have booked at a different hotel. Oh, you yes. Son of a bitch. So. Which one did you book into? Well, the problem is Neil. I'm looking at it. and I'm like neither of them got very good reviews. <laughs> I spent the extra you money. cheap bastard. <laughs> well, my that, let me tell you something, Neil. That hotel in Chicago is not cheap, my friend. Well, let me tell you something. So, I think my hotel is right next to the Bob Evans, where I'm set for breakfast the next day. I do love my Bob Evans. Uh, man. I do love my Bob Evans. You are an easy, it's easy man to please. That's what all the ladies say. <laughs> so yeah, we're. Uh, so yeah, that that will be. Uh, yeah, and that's March nineteenth. March nineteenth, everybody, come out and see us all. Yes. Yeah, so, so we'll be in Chicago on March eighteenth. I know we got some people in Chicago land. Come out and see us. We're hoping Mike from Sexy Baby and hopefully some other folks will be out there. Looking forward to meeting uh, Ryan from Five Hundred Miles to Memphis and. Unfortunately, I think Josh from we kind of talked about that when he was on. I don't know if Josh from the Huntingtons is going to be able to make it. They actually were going to have to play maybe as a trio because he was waiting on, baby, on the right? birth of his first child. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, but no, I, I I can't even tell you how excited I am about this. You know, I need a, I need a weekend to get away and I need to uh, have some fun. And this is going to be it. And once again, thanks so much to Matt who has put this thing together. Who's always been a big supporter of ours and been very good to us yep. over the years. Good so. old Matt Swisher. Yep. Yep. Yes. So we and I and I, you know, that bonus pines has been over a year, and I haven't been down there yet. I'm actually sort of embarrassed. I wanted to go down opening weekend, which I think was like last June or something. Well, so but, hold on uh, a second. So hold that thought a second. Had a stupid friend of the family got married and screwed the whole thing. Hold up. on a What's second. That? Okay. So hold that. Th- hold that thought. So play a song, and then come back on and describe exactly what the whole um, bonus pints slash record farm thing is. So why don't you play a song first? What, what's your next song? Okay. This is DRI, Argument, Then War, from their great second album, Dealing With It.
Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, DRI. We're there with Argument Then War. Okay, so. I love DRI so much, Neil. You know, honestly, they're probably like top ten for ah, me. Crazy. Yeah, I have their first. I love that band have... so much. I love their punky stuff. I love the thrashy yeah. stuff. Anyway. um, So, so you know, I haven't. I haven't been there. Now you obviously you you went to you went to the record farm in Logansport. Did you ever see the one in Rochester? No. I so we were there. We did a show from there obviously a year and a half ago, whatever it was, 2 years ago, whatever it was. Whatever, two, yeah, yeah, 2 yeah, 2 years ago. Going and, on but, 2 years and, ago. And back yeah. then, um Record Farm was a was a small store and it was attached to like the Logansport Theater or something, right? Some like regular looking theater that was gorgeous. A big a big old downtown right. movie theater. That had been restored and was really a gorgeous, super cool place. Gorgeous actually. place, but um, since then, uh, uh, Matt moved the record farm moved, and now it is, I guess, somewhere else in downtown Logansport, right? I think it's only a couple blocks away. I so I haven't been there, but they bought like a big three story yep. building, the Lord of Logansport with his two yes. homes. <laughs> And his giant three-story building. And it and, and but, so what exactly is Bonus Pints, Phyllis and do you remember? So Bonus Pints is like a restaurant bar. It's it, what well, they call it a barcade, right? It's got pinball machines, video games, and it's got of course Matt loves live music, so he's got a area, you know, for live music. I don't think it's super big, but it's much roomier. No. You know, than the record store. They used to have bands playing the right. record no, store. No, no, okay. So, but was was Bonus Pints already an ongoing concern, or does Matt own that too? No, no. He they when they bought that building. Remember when we were having such a hard time getting hold of him? I think it was because he was basically working his full time job and then working at Bonus Bonus Pints all night trying to get it ready, get the old building restored. His wife was a caterer, is a okay. chef. Um. So yeah, they, I. I it's a it's a restaurant, it's an arcade, it's a bar, but it's also and this is intriguing to me, but it's it's a family friendly kind of environment. You know, it's not like a dank, you know, it's not like Moe's Tavern. I don't think it's like a dank bar. I think it's got like a fun atmosphere. And like <laughs> I said, not, it's not like the L and L Tavern in Chicago. No. <laughs> it's not like the L and L, no. But the other thing is they were able to greatly expand the record farm. I think the new one because the old one was small, it was like a garage stall basically, right? Uh yes. Very much so, yeah. Um, and then, but they had two different locations. They were both very small, but I think the the new one is bigger than the two of them put together. So, I haven't done very much a ton of record shopping lately. So I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to hopefully some of the bands will have some vinyl at the shows, and uh, hopefully Matt's got some good stuff. I'm looking forward to doing a little record shopping. Have you you been out about record shopping? I haven't much? been to a record store forever. Now that hasn't stopped me from buying a couple things online, but uh, I must say, with with the move and stuff, and uh, I just haven't been. Ah, you've been. Yeah, distracted. I just haven't been distracted. You know what? You know, you know what it's like with a move, man. It's been a while. Obviously, it's been a while since you did it, but you know all the yeah, things all the things you have to not even not even just the physical move it's you know letting all the credit card companies know that you have your bank you know that you've changed address you know the usps oh, yeah. know that you're changing address and all that so um there's just been so many things to to think about and uh yeah i i mean i've bought a couple of things online i'm waiting actually for a couple of things to show up actually from europe believe it or not um i think i ordered the crucifix mm. second album actually at last i yeah, really? Wisconsin, yeah. That's funny because the second I don't think the second one is really all that good, but it's a real interesting no, piece. No, I think it's good. It's just different. Um is so you know it's funny because earlier when I was talking about the dicks or mm-hmm. dicks rather, that was what I was gonna compare it to. 
Crucifix, yeah, yeah. The the kind of abrasiveness of the first album compared to the sort of musicalness of the yeah, second album. Yeah, I mean, album. he had a definitely definitely had a different band on the second one, and he sings differently. In fact, he almost sounds like Pete Shelley's solo stuff um, on the second one. But the songs are still good, and some of the songs are still very abrasive. He has that one about. Uh, was it pig in a blanket or something about killing? Oh, pig in a blanket! Jesus Christ! Pig in a blanket! Jesus Christ! That's a great yeah. song. In fact, in yeah. fact, you, you, dude, Here's you'll fucking love this. So I, I know Lydia probably isn't listening to this. My daughter, right? So, um, I've actually bought her a Doctor T-shirt for for her birthday. <laughs> No kidding. Where do you find something Etsy. like that? The way no on Etsy. It's uh, it's like it's like him and like when I guess when he got arrested, it's him and like the police lineup thing. Oh, it's like a custom no. Well, thing well, I, I mean, I guess yeah, yeah. It's not a yeah, not a, like a tour t shirt or something. Yeah, it's a. It's not no, gilded. No, it's not. It's not a gilded <laughs> from nineteen eighty nine or something. No, it's uh, it's him and like a police lineup or something. But uh, she'll love that. She will love that. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, how do. I I bought like I bought like band packages and stuff off Etsy because nobody was really making them. They're literally like custom made, you know, patches. Dude, it, it is it is so um, funny. It is so funny, right? So back in the mid eighties, you couldn't buy T shirts from you know some some of the bands from seventy seven seventy eight. You couldn't find T shirts for love and the money. But now forty years later. You know, I can find the slaughter and the dogs T shirt. I can find you know the most the most the smallest band. I can find that T-shirt on Etsy. You know what I mean? It's so weird. Yeah. So weird. I mean, there's no rights or nothing's being done properly as far as that goes. But yeah, Dude, it's I get so you. funny, Mike. You know, uh, Mike, uh, sexy baby, Mike. It sounds so funny to describe him that way. <laughs> but he was telling me because he knows everyone from the Chicago scene from the '90s and stuff, right? So he was telling mm-hmm. me that. Um, You've heard of us talk about this, the store, The Alley, I assume, which was like the punk rock store in town, right, in the, in the 90s and okay, 2000s. Every, yep. So he was saying it in the 80s, you know, because The Alley used to sell hundreds of t-shirt, band T-shirts. But he's saying when the band came into town, The Alley would, like, hide all the T-shirts because they were all bootleg. So they didn't want, they, they didn't want any members of the band ah. coming in and fucking busting them. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. But, yeah, Mike's a good guy. He's got there lots of contacts. He's, he knows lots of different people from the scene from back then. I did go out. I was going to say, I did go out to Vertigo a couple weeks ago, a couple Sundays ago. Sunday's like my good day to record shop. And I did buy the Circle Jerks Wild in the Streets reissue. Oh, yeah. I think you talked about that. I think you did. And I had bought, see, I don't think, I don't think I've talked about it on here. I know I posted it in the group, but I, uh, I had picked up group sex at the, at Punk Rock Bowling, actually. And I was I'd have so liked some impressed group sex by at Punk Rock Bowling. The, that would have been all right. There you go. I do careful what you ask for. Did you see that group? Some of them <laughs> but, by the pool were all right. Yes, yeah. That's true. But uh yeah, it's about nine dudes for every one woman. But yeah. Um but you know, I was so impressed by the by how good the group sex reissue was that I picked up Wild in the Streets and it's very well done. The booklet is like weighs as much as the mm-hmm. record. They just do a they just do a really nice job. That's Trust Records. That's their third release. They did they done the Circle Jerks album and they did the uh, the Seven Seconds, which I know you have that. You have the crew. I do. Um, or you gave gave it to your yeah, daughter or something. So I think that might be a potential interview in in, in the not too distant future. Is the is the Trust, the Trust Records, Records dudes? Yeah, that would be. They are doing cool such a good job. One of the guys was in Judge, which is a pretty. Big New York right. hardcore band back right. in the day, and they are doing such a good job with those reissues, man. They're, they're knocking them out of the park. Um, 
Yeah, I agree. And it's just like, I mean, I'm like, I'm going to have to buy everything this label yeah. puts out. Now, as long as they only put out a couple things a year, that'll yeah. be fine. Well, I'll tell you what I did order, and but, it was down to you. Um, that 7 Seconds um, 2000s album, Good To Go, which hadn't been released on vinyl ever. I guess some Spanish label just yeah. issued it on vinyl. and Yep, some Euro and imprint. You, so did I you did. Order you that? gave me the link to it, and they, I guess they only made 500. So yep. I was kind of lucky to get it, nice. I guess. So, yeah, I got that coming. So where's that? Is so? Did you order? Is that from an American it was. distributor? Yeah, or is it, it was from, uh, from Side One Dummy. Because somebody was saying there was still some available, but I don't really know that record, so I didn't jump on it. I don't. That's I don't, it, dude. Uh, that one is great. It is really good. That's yeah, good. It's, huh? it's just as good. See, they had some kind of dodgy albums in the '90s, but that Good to Go is uh, that's it's a return to form for those guys. It really is. That one, the one like early two thousand was like take it all, take them all, take it over. Something I don't remember what it was called. Something, but it was black and white cover. That was pretty good, if I remember yeah, I mean, right. Classic they style. Went and their last album from like two thousand sixteen or whatever was was classic yeah. style. Actually, I mean, they did good. some dodgy, kind of went dodgy hippie in the mid nineties, didn't they? They went a bit, a bit veggie, a bit, uh, a bit granola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even. Yeah, because the first two are pretty much bulletproof. The first three EPs, and then the crew, of course, are great. And and I always thought Walk Together, Rock Together. So Walk Together, Rock Together, Rock Together, Walk Together. I don't remember. Walk Together, Rock Together. <laughs> I always thought yeah. that was... They, they started I to get, a, they started to get that... a bit dodgy by New Wind. New Wind was a bit... Uh... New Wind was not yeah. very good. Yeah, and then... It... <clears throat> no, I agree. Um, but they found their way back, so it's all right. But they that they had one album called Out on the Shizzy or something. It's like grunge. It's Out not on the good. Shizzy. There was one called Soul Force Revolution. Uh, the, uh... <laughs> yeah, so you think that was like the hippie, like the yeah. end of the BYO, or where they were getting kind of hippie-ish. But even like the color on the cover of, of Walk to the Rocks was kind of. But hey, whatever. It's all good. You have you seen Kevin Kevin seconds lately? He's got long like. He braids. does, but he looks better it's, than the last time I saw them live. The last time I saw them live, he might have been straight edge, but man, he needed to lay off the pies because he was uh, pushing maximum. See, density. I thought he looked pretty good last time I thought he looked pretty good last time I saw him. But that was probably six, eight yeah. years ago. But it's funny. Know. It's funny. I mean, everyone is so excited about seeing him again, and I guess its absence makes the heart grow fonder because the last couple times I yeah they weren't going that yeah, long. The last couple times I saw them, there was hardly anybody there. You know. Well, that's yeah, that's that's the nature of this thing. Well, and the fact that matters, the Vic hasn't sold out yet. I don't know what it, what did we determine the size of that is fifteen hundred or something? Not huge, not huge, right? not huge. Yeah, fifteen hundred, two thousand, maybe because it's got a big upstairs, you know. Because uh, St. Andrews hasn't sold out in Detroit. That's about nine. So, uh, dude, it's so funny. I was just I was just ragging on that Gang of Four crowd. Um, I saw some people talking about it on the, you know, they were talking about the Gang of Four show and they're like, yeah, the next thing we're going to go to is that Circle Jerks uh, show, but we're going to make sure that we're sitting upstairs. <laughs> like, fuck off. No way, man. I'm <laughs> on the like, floor. On. I'm Looking, how old are you? Would you have a cane? <laughs> God's sakes. Neil, why don't you play a song? Um, I will. I am going to play. Um, tell us about the Black Russians. Do you know anything I about them? I mean, the I mean, they're intentionally very elusive, right? I have a split of them with the Radio Buzz Kills, which I very much enjoy. I like their music, um, but I believe it's at least a couple people from the Radio Buzz Kills, right? right? I do believe or so, something, even though it's all a mystery. But I do believe but that might be true. They did an album called Death by Communism, yes. <laughs> and it is the it is about a perfect combination. Of the Lillingtons of Motorhead. 
There you go. Man, you can't you beat can, that. If you can dig that, if you can picture that in your brain, that's what they sound like. Well, that's there you cool. go. Now you can judge it because I'm about to play a song from the Black Russians from that very album. And uh, again, this okay. is dedicated to uh, Vladimir Putin. This is uh... <laughs> Neil's personal Neil's personal hero. <laughs> no, let's not say that because he's a complete idiot. But uh, <laughs> this song is called Mommy is a Commie. So Black Russians, Mommy is a Commie. And I'm going to go get a beer while this is playing. Okay, so that was the Black Russians with "Mommy Is a Commie," um, and that reminds me, Neil, you went to you you went to get a beer, and you know I went to get a drink too, and I was as, even as I was pouring it, I was ashamed of myself. Why? You know what I'm drinking? Oh dear. I'm drinking Smirnoff. Oh. Does that mean Russia? Maybe that's maybe that's mean Sweden or something. You are know. you are Vladimir Putin's bitch. God damn it! I yeah. guess. Yeah. I'm going to dump down dump vodka that I already paid for down the sink. Cause that that fucking true. kills me when people are doing shit like that. It's so crazy. Or yeah. I'm going to put the Ukrainian flag on my Facebook profile picture. That's going to show those fucking mm-hmm. Russians who did that. I mean business. There I mean go. business. God damn it. Do you see that? that see that? 
post going around and said the only thing that can save us now is if celebrities sing a song <laughs> together, sing a John Lennon song together. Funny thing is, um, was it uh, 15 years ago when Naked Raygun did their secret comeback show before they played the Riot Fest at, uh, when Riot Fest used to be indoors? They, they played a yep. secret show at Subterranean. And uh, yep. the T-shirt they put out to commemorate it was actually all in Ukrainian for some reason. So it's kind of funny the fact that now they're actually doing a a remake of that T-shirt, obviously with the money going towards you know some crazy thing. That. But anyway, that. but that that is a real thing. They actually did do a Ukrainian T-shirt back uh, 2006, I think that was when they did that. Um, that's that's the show that pretty much turned me against what a lot of uh, those older punk rockers have become. Um, I, I maybe I've talked about this before, but yeah, Naked Reagan were doing a comeback show and it was great. And uh, they played Subterranean, which is tiny. And they played with The Bomb, um, which was Jeff Pizzotti's other band, who were actually... Wow, he did double fantastic. duty. Yeah, they were fantastic. Well, he must have been a lot better. He was, still. he was, yeah. He was, that was, it was just starting to come to the fore then. But then, um, who showed up to open the night? They just played a set earlier at the Metro. Uh, the Briefs showed up. You know, the, the fabulous, oh, yeah, fabulous cool. 77 Seattle. spiky punk rock band from Portland. And, um, yep. you know, if you knew anything at all, you knew that they were really good. And they showed up on stage and the the crowd was completely silent. They had no idea who it was. It was very upsetting. The whole thing was very upsetting. Meanwhile, mm. just five seconds earlier, they'd be all been singing along gleefully with uh, some Black Flag or something that had been playing. And it was then I determined that a lot of old punk rockers are just jaded um, assholes. So... Or not open-minded, there you at go. least. Thank you. That was, put it better than me, Tom. Yes, I'm not open-minded at all. And just stuck in their ways and as, uh, as stuck to the past as the hippies were. Or, you know, whatever. Well, I know I know you love to fight with these people I and do. I don't. But I, I do, do get irritated. I do love to fight with people. Because we have... Well, Neil and I are both in this old man punk group. We've talked about it many times before. And these people think that new punk stopped coming out in 1978. Or oh, 1981. I mean, I mean it any, is anything, anything after 1981 doesn't exist, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like you said, these these people who think, oh, there's no good... I mean, just because you're not involved with it anymore doesn't mean it stopped happening, dude. And I acknowledge that, too. These kids are taking it places that I have no desire to go. I mean, I get that. There's different. It's a different scene, even though I would argue that it's not a better scene in a lot of ways. But... Uh, but yeah, it's, well, it's not. Know, it's 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 but it's a, it's a very splintered scene now. Like we were just talking to uh, the guy from. The, it was always like that. Well, well, yeah, yeah, but you'd get, uh, you know, um, so I you'd see punks at psychobilly gigs. You'd see, you know, there'd be a band like Johnny Thunders and Heartbreak, whatever it is, but you know, a, a rock and roll kind of punky yeah. band. But you'd see punk rockers there. You'd see everybody would show up for skinheads. You'd, everyone would show up for everything. But now skinheads just seem to show up for skinhead shows. Um, you know, the rock and rollers just show up for, you know, the Black Halos or, you know, the Poison Boys or whatever. There's not a lot of cross mingling with those scenes anymore, I guess, is, is what I'm is what I see. You know, the street punks just show up for the street punk shows, you know. I don't know. Hmm. I have I, Neil, I've got some breaking yes, news, unconfirmed breaking oh. news from our friend Mike. Literally, while we've been recording, yes, Mike from Sexy Baby has stated that Crazy in the Brains have been added to that show that we're going to Shut next Friday. Shut the fuck up. That's right, what he said. I have not I've not been able to confirm it. I, it's not changed on Reggie's website yet. But I wonder if Evil Engine dropped off. I know. Well, I hope 500 miles I'm of Memphis didn't Facebook. drop off. No, I'm, I'm, well, I'm 
friendly with one of the guys from, uh, or not friendly, but I'm friends, Facebook friends with one of the guys in Evil Engine. I know he's got some major personal stuff going on, so I think maybe they had to drop off. Oh, wow. Well, so a crazy in the oh, crazy in the brains are hanging out in the Midwest, I guess. Okay. Well, they've, they've been touring with the Tossers, and I assume the Tossers are going to be playing. Uh, uh, they, I know they are. They're playing the Metro on St. Patrick's Day. That is the tradition. Their tradition. They play the Metro on St. Patrick's mm. Day, which would be Thursday, right? Uh sure. I don't know. I don't pay attention to such things. Well, I'll tell you what, man. We are when we come up, when we come down, I guess we are going to hit this wonderful Irish pub for lunch in Michigan City, Indiana. So we'll be in full St. Patrick's Day celebration mode by the time we run. By the time we meet figure that one out, so. uh, people in England. It's Michigan City in Indiana. <laughs> and it's in Indiana, yes. And it's right on the Michigan yeah. border. Is there an Indiana city in Michigan? Probably I don't so. think so. Maybe. I don't know. Is it Michiana? Or Ileana? Um there is I a Michiana, but that's a yeah, different yeah. thing. Yeah, it's all very confusing. That's that's more by um I can't remember. I don't know, Neil. We drive through there a lot. You do, that's true. What but uh anyway. But yeah, I like I said, looking forward to next weekend. I hope some of you can come down and hang out with us. It's just a great show. The the, the show bonus bonus points is free. Yeah, the show bonus points is free. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be gonna be a good and time. I mean, it's it's a great it's a great bill. I mean, I would have no problem laying out a few bucks for this bill. I mean, it's it's a it's it's really gonna well, be a good. We'll, show, maybe we'll so. maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a whip around for the bands or something like that because it's I don't know. You know, I want to make sure these guys get uh, get paid to to do their thing. Oh, Matt's taking care of the bands. He he will take mm. care of the bands. Matt's Matt is the he's the Lord of Logansport for yeah, a reason. But maybe you know? we want to do a whip around for Matt then because he shouldn't have to pay for this stuff. You know, but anyway. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Whatever you want, yeah. whatever you want to do, buddy. Whatever you want. To um, do. We'll so, yeah, so it is. It's going to be fun. You're fa- I mean, is, is Scott coming down too? Yes. Oh my Scott god, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a meeting of the clans. Holy shit! I actually encourage. I, I would bring some of the kids if they want to come too, but it just didn't. My my uh, <laughs> my older son just started a new, or my younger son rather just started a new job. You don't want to uh, see you. You don't want them to see you and your fucking PBR glory. Yeah, With your shirt fun. off, run, running around, you know, running around, yeah. circle pit. <laughs> See that I wasn't always, I wasn't always old and lame. I was just younger and lame. Oh, so get get this, get this. I, I don't know what made me think of this, but I said circle pit. So Lydia's been uh, doing a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say a lot of dating, but she's been, you know, she's been going out a lot. Let's put it that way. And uh, she went to a, she went to a punk show with uh, Cobra Lounge the other week, and it was all it was all okay. like Hispanic. Um, I think it was like a Cuban uh, hardcore band and like a Puerto Rican hardcore band or something. So, yeah, she she went to that and um, I don't know. She seemed to have a really good time. She said it was packed, oh. and uh, and yeah, I I asked Mailman Mike about um, some of the bands. He'd heard of some of them. He knew one of the guys in one of the bands actually, and uh, I don't know. Mm. She seemed to have a really good time. I have to. I get to mark that. Make a mental note. I have a song to play for Mike one of these weeks when I don't have all my songs. So what song is that? Or is this it a week. secret? Uh, I, I, I I don't really want to say the name of it because it's pretty offensive. But I'll, <laughs> but we'll, we'll play Excellent, it. he love it. It's by a great Chicago band, okay. actually. But anyway. well, anyway. so we need to actually. You talking about that, man? Talking about offensive. We need to do another offensive show. It's been forever since we did one. And actually, one sixty nine. We're coming up onto it, right? Yeah. Oh, there we go. So Here's actually. Jesus, probably about almost. Oh, the, the truth is though, we've we've man, it's gone up really quick, isn't it? But we've slowed down a little bit because, like I said, we've been so busy. We had that run early winter, 
or I know a lot of people were even saying, I can't keep up. We actually, we get two different kinds of letters. We get letters from people saying, I can't keep up because you're putting episodes out so fast. And other ones that say, you got me through the winter without putting a gun in my mouth, which is nice. I'm glad we could yeah, do that. Yeah, it is nice. It. it always amazes me that people even enjoy our blathering, right? And, uh, but then I tell you what, talking of letters, we get letters like this one from our new friend in, uh, He's from Leeds or something. He's from somewhere in England, right? I think yeah, Leeds, yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, of course, before you read that, because I'm going to let you read it here in a second, but Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail, Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. Our group just keeps growing, our our like social group, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, I we do post some kind of cool content in there sometimes, and sometimes it's just stupid stuff. So and we where else can you go to brag about your record? Yeah, exactly right, so. exactly right. Anyway, during that group. Uh, so, yeah, Ben from England, uh, younger. He, he lists himself as a younger listener from England. Um, younger yeah, Gun. Younger Gun. Because he's written to us yeah. before. We have read – I know we've read letters from him before because he wrote – he sent us another letter, said how chuffed he was to hear his letter get read. Yeah, so, it, anyway, it, go ahead. Uh, you know, he brings up interesting things, though. Um, he says, uh, do, 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 I enjoy – I heard it on – heard episode 142, enjoyed the episode. Um as for having a lot of time on my hands, I actually listen while I'm at work. I'm a grounds maintenance operative, which is a fancy way to say I cut the grass in a shithole cow- housing estate. Did we did did, did we read <laughs> this one before? I know we've read some of it, but I know he read he wrote more recently because I sent him some stickers and he got his stickers and I know he was pretty pretty pleased with did, that. Did so. we talk about his because his next comment is about um well anyway I'll read it. I've got a question for you both. Where do you stand on wearing band t-shirts? He sent us the band names one, right? He's the one who yeah, says yeah, the that was, that he, we did read out that one, but this one's different. He says, where okay. do you stand on wearing band t-shirts of the band you're going to see? Personally, I couldn't give a shit either way, but I wore a polystyrene t-shirt to a gig, and every other fucker was wearing a t-shirt of the band to the show. My girlfriend insists mm. you never wear a t-shirt of the band to see the band. Just interested in your opinions. So... Tom, where do you stand on that? Because that seemed like a newer kind of '90s kind of thing. That whole don't wear. See, the, I think we've actually, I think we've actually talked about this because I mentioned that it came from a movie, and I couldn't remember the movie. And my friend Chris in Baltimore said that the movie was PCU. Do you remember PCU? Mm, no, I remember SLC Punk, but I don't remember PCU. It was from 1994, and he thinks that's where that came from. That you don't wear a band's T-shirt to see them, and I kind of agree with that you know i think i already explained what my philosophy is on this like if you're going to see a band you find a wear a t-shirt for a band that's similar but slightly more obscure because then you can really weed out the posers and that's what it's like wow. weeding out the posers um see i always thought that was stupid i always thought you're putting down your money to see the band <laughs> so why not be why be ashamed to show the people that you like the band now well, if you want to be cool though if you got like a cool vintage yeah, it, I, you know i guess like if exactly, you have a cool t-shirt from another exa- era or like a vintage exactly one. right that's what you want to do right you want to put a you want to get a, a super obscure t-shirt of the band from like because that's what i used to do when i go whenever i go see tiger army i put on the t-shirt from the band i bought i actually bought from nick 13 personally um when the band first started and it's one they haven't the band haven't put this T-shirt out for fucking decades because it's it's like a tiger having sex mm. with a like a pinup chick or something. You know, it's one that they certainly wouldn't. It's certainly <laughs> one that the, the politically correct band now wouldn't sell. But that that's the one I like to wear. So yeah, I mean, I think that's cool. Hey, did you speaking of where where are Tiger Army from? Where what's their home uh, base? Where's AFI from? Somewhere in California, right? Uh, like, Custom okay, Mesa, so it is California. Well, it was interesting. 
because when you it triggered my uh, a sensory memory when you said it was a tiger having sex with a pinup, because uh, Tiger Army is opening two Danzig. Danzig I saw that. What is that about? Except for the money, I guess. And it's amazing because it's Danzig and then Tiger Army and then like a couple of really heavy metal bands. Yeah, it's very strange, Bill. <laughs> eh, whatever, yeah, whatever, man. Everybody, you know, everybody loves Danzig. It's one of those things. We love to make fun of him for being a, you know, horny grandpa midget or whatever. But the truth of the matter is everybody was a, it's a know, great name for a band. Was a fan of him. Horny, gr- horny everybody, grandpa everybody midget except for Richard, every, <laughs> Everyone except for Richard White was a fan of Danzig's at one point or another. Yeah, I guess I like the Misfits. I was so, never a fan of the solo stuff. But, um, oh, I love the solo stuff. Love the Misfits. Love it all. Sam Hain. He, he, everything but those horrible classical albums he did. <laughs> so... And I haven't seen I haven't seen any of his like snuff porn cowboy movies or anything. That last one he had was so, yeah, that uh, it looked fairly interesting. But anyway, um, uh, kind of merging a couple of his letters together because I don't think we read this one because he he went to see a buzz he went well, to see a right. new Buzzcock show, and he says he says honestly it felt like it was a really good Buzzcocks tribute band no hold on a second honestly it felt like a really good Buzzcocks tribute band had bumped into Steve Diggle at the pub that afternoon and asked if he fancied jumping mm. in to help them out he was fucking hammered but the rest of the band were tight he held it together for the most part but his <laughs> voice just isn't quite there um, so I thought that was a really interesting way to describe them because that's somehow mm. I'd imagine they would be too the band the band well, is probably really tight well I voice is so dis- yeah. Pete Shelley's voice was so distinctive. It's just, it just can't do it without. You know what they need to get? Need to get Doctor Art from the Crucifix to sing with him to be perfect. Yeah, he's feeding deer out of the back. He's doing something with deer. Okamus or (laughs) something. Yeah. So anyway, so actually, that was an older letter from Ben, and then Ben wrote us again today. He said he got the stickers you sent him. That was very nice of you, Tom. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, you were going to do that, Neil. You dropped. You totally dropped the ball on that. Luckily, I, I saved the Actually, day. I, I, when I was moving, I did find my stickers. I only have like seven left, so I have to get some more made immediately. Um, he says. Well, are you and are you, are you going to use the Stiv design and fear the wrath of Cheetah Chrome, or are you going to use our new design with our beautiful uh, the Cheetah Chrome thing? I, I mean, our old design. I think I might get both, though. I think I might get some of both made. How's that? And then we can send there out. We can send out a bit of. Both. I, I, mean, I can't wait to get back to Reggie's and see if all our stickers are still up. I mean, I stuck one on the pole in the small room where, if you're standing on the stage, you have to oh, look. Dude, at what it. was really cool? Like dude, that. what was really cool? And this actually made my day. Is that um, after that there was that two day street punk fest at Reggie's that I didn't go to the other week? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the some girl, some, some girl yeah, reached yeah. out to us and said that um, she saw our sticker in the bathroom. And uh, and then she started listening to the podcast. So I thought that was incredibly cool. And as for stickers, I said, yeah, definitely. It was, yeah, it was I cool. thought that was really cool. So, no, I'll, I said, if you see guys walking around in those sweatshirts in Chicagoland, you'll yeah. know it's us. Uh, <laughs> so you know, a lot of you were asking, how are we in the women's bathroom putting stickers on the wall? <laughs> well, the bathrooms at, bathrooms at Reggie, uh, Reggie's are unisex. They're all so, unisex. You know, they, we're not yeah. like sick pervs. Not completely, anyway. And they're they're half a step up from the CBGBs, if you know what that yeah, reference means. Exactly. So they're pretty, uh, they're pretty gangster. <laughs> exactly. Um, so in, um, in this new letter, Ben just says he did a spot of record shopping, and he got the new Descendants album, which he really likes, and yep, he got too. a Blondie Heart of Glass twelve inch. Hopefully, Ben, that was on clear vinyl, because if it's not, you should take it back. 
Um, mm. And then he got some kind of weird split maxi single of The Clash and Big Audio Dynamite, which I would say you probably want to take that out back and smash it. Uh, so, yeah. It is kind yeah. of weird. And then he said he got a live digits album, which I never even heard of. Yeah, I wonder if that's your but, only. Um, but Ben, if that is true, then I certainly hope that you listen to episode 17, where we had a good old chinwag with uh, Rick Sims, the main brains behind the digits, and one of our most classic episodes, I believe, right? When we had Rick on, he talked about, now this has got to be going on two years ago, over, right? Or two years, two years ago or something. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, because it was right yep. before Christmas, because I remember I literally had to, I, I'm like, oh, we got I got two hours until our kids' Christmas pageant at church or whatever, and literally I had to end yep. it to go. But the, uh, he, he talked about they were, like, um, the label, Touch and Go, was supposed to be working on, like, a double compilation yep, LP. Yeah. And and it and we haven't seen it yet. Now, granted, I mean everything got turned upside down since we talked to him. But I hope that happens because I don't have any of their. Vinyl. Well, he did. A, I would love to get some. He did actually. I'd love to get. He some did actually stuff. put a call out about a year ago to uh, you know any of his uh, friends who he knew you know was in, into the digits back in those early days, if we had any like memorabilia so they could put it on like the inside uh, sleeve and stuff. So I guess it is going to happen some point, but it sounds like it's coming together pretty slowly. And I actually have some demo tapes and stuff from those guys because you know I was friends with mm. them from a very, very early in their, in their. Well, history. and it's not like they're, I mean, are they even going to do shows to support it? I mean, it's not like they're out of time. Frame, well, I doubt right? it because, you know, the, he, he, bass yeah, the bass player's dad, yeah. he fell out with his drummer, uh, with his, with his brother who was the drummer. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he really doesn't need those guys anyway. Honestly. One of these days he'll meet me for a beer. Not that he's listening to this, but one of these days, because he lives in Evanston. So one of these days he'll meet me for a beer at the Celtic. Nuts oh, you're going to be real yeah, close. Some, even though I don't think he drinks anymore. Of course, I think he does. Yeah, I was able to yeah, that's more. a shame because man, he that guy was a uh, wild man. Uh, Fucking hell. A mutual friend told us that everybody's got a Rick Sims is an asshole when he's drinking story. Yeah, I always find him. I always found him hysterical. He was a sarcastic fucker, and most people couldn't handle mm. that. But being from England, I could because too smart for his own well, good. Probably everyone yeah. in everyone in England <laughs> is like that though. Like if you couldn't if you couldn't mm. hang, you couldn't basically go out in England if you couldn't hang with that. Um, so. Mm. Yeah, so I, get, I, I, it never bothered me in the least. You know, I always just laughed it off, but a lot of people took it personal. You know. Mm. Anyway. Well, Neil, our big plan for today's show got torpedoed. What? So what was that? But we could still with the thing we were going to do that that reveal thing. Dude, we were it, gonna it do, is the, funny, the, the... everybody. It is funny because we actually had some like a theme that we were going to do on the show, but as normal. Well, the songs still have a theme. Yes, yes, but we actually had a theme of like things that we were going to talk about, um, and so we'll do it again. But it is funny, man. When we get together, we can just waste two hours just talking about nothing. <laughs> we should just, we should just, as soon as we connect, we should just push record because I think we had some really interesting conversations before we started to. But I guess a lot of that was pretty personal. Yeah, about so. moving and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is funny though. It is, it is yeah, funny. Yeah, I we, mean, I've determined that all I own. Is records and skateboard magazines and posters. I've <laughs> that appears to be all that I own. And it's funny we were talking about someone at work today who was, you know, in a she's got a nice middle class house and all that kind of stuff. And she was talking about special tile designs in her house and this kind of thing. And I'm like, what is? We're like come from a different species because all I've got is is records and posters. 
and a toothbrush. <laughs> and a toothbrush. And a toothbrush and some beer. That's that's what I Well, have. I'll tell you what, Neil. I, like I said, we had a beautiful day on Saturday. We actually had the windows open. The breeze was going through and and I worked a lot on my back room and you're going to be you're going to be very impressed by my back room when you come visit this summer. It's good it's good times. And we'll we'll go visit Tesco V's uh, little shop in Lansing. Okay. Sounds like a plan. It'd be a good time. Uh Talking about Lansing, so I asked you the other day, um, there was like a TV show or something, it looked like it was public access, and they had some punk bands on in the early 80s, I was asking you about a negative, what was that thing called, and what, what, what's, what city was that from? It was Why Be Something You're yeah. Not, right? From Detroit. Oh, it was from Detroit. Okay, I wonder if it was from Lansing or something. So I have the book, Why Be Something That You're Not, which was written by, was it written by Steve Miller? No, it's Steve Miller wrote Detroit Rock City, which is a great book about the, but it's about that scene. It's like one of those oral history kind of things where you know it has little blurbs from people. But it's Tesco V, John Brandon from uh, Negative Approach, dude from the Necros, a uh, bunch of bands like that. It's real cool. The Fix. It's a cool, cool book. So, um, I mean, this is. I mean. YouTube is pretty amazing, man. You can go a deep dive on, on YouTube. But yeah, so this was like a public access TV show from Detroit in what, 82, 81, 82, 83? Yeah, early And uh, they focused on, you know, local punk rock, well, not local, any punk rock band basically that came through town, right? So I think there's only a couple of episodes that made it out. I think three. The first one has the Crucifix. Um, it, it's one of the only televised things you can find at the Crucifix. So they do a set. Mm. Um and that's really the quality is terrible for that one. I think negative approach is either the second or the third one. And actually, that one's pretty damn good. And if you want to see what the mm. scene was like back then, watch that negative approach one because the stage diving and you know what was most impressive about it, Tom. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it after I told you about it. Was the home I haven't with seen the homemade T-shirts. Like, obviously, you couldn't buy mm. band T-shirts back then. So everyone's got, like, homemade Misfits T-shirts, homemade Necros T-shirts, you know, homemade Negative Approach T-shirt. It's just so impressive. I bet you the club in that was the freezer. Well, it seems to be live in the studio, like in the TV studio. is what. It, oh, oh, like yeah, a public access. So, that's what it seems to be. Um, so it's it's funny, Neil. So, you know, once again, getting way off, way off topic – there used to be a show like that in Grand Rapids, and my band did it. Oh wow! Uh, a public access TV show like that. It was called I can't remember what it was called. I I hope I still have the DVD here on here somewhere, but I, you know how this sure. stuff goes. But I, I remember I paid them to make DVDs of it. But it was like a public access station, and we played, and then we sat like on the edge of the stage, and he the dude interviewed dude, us. That's and, exactly what this is like. The, the negative negative approach yeah. get interviewed, um, and it's so. Ironically, it didn't show on my cable system, <laughs> but I know like my Brian is always like, "Oh yeah, that rock up in up, up north he used to watch that." She saw that show That's funny, and it was so bad because we had no monitors or anything. I can't imagine we didn't sound right. terrible, but I, well, because it's like, well, you can't be too loud because you're in the studio. It's like, well, that's how we play. You know, we play loud. I don't know what the, I don't know. So, Got no monitor, so I'm just yelling, trying to hear myself. I'm sure it was... So Negative negative Approach on that one do about 20 songs or something. They'd even do a Foreskins cover, which is exceptional. Um, Which which Foreskins? They do, do, uh, I think they do Chaos, I believe. Yeah, they do Chaos. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Because they do Borstal Breakout almost every time I've seen them. They do Borstal Breakout. I'm sure they'll do that when they play with the jerks. I've seen them in a couple weeks. Um, They do, uh, and they a lot of times do uh, I Got It Right, Iggy and the Stooges too. 
or Stooges. So this is before they had anything out because they're talking about getting a record out soon, you know. So this is, I mean, it's, it really is a piece of fucking archival history. It's amazing this shit exists. But mm. anyway, the third one of this series is The Misfits. And mm. it is, The Misfits one, it, it, it's incredible in so many ways because, A, it's The Misfits play in this tiny place. Um, Danzig actually comes across really well. He comes across as a really funny guy. He's telling jokes and he's just joking with the crowd and having a good time. And uh, and mm. it comes across that clearly Doyle cannot play guitar. It is just it sounds like it sounds terrible, but uh, it's again it's it's a complete <laughs> piece of history, right? Of seeing the Misfits in those mm. early. I think they were saying that Earth Earth AD was just about to come out, so they so they so they, uh, they play a yeah, bunch they... of Earth AD stuff. Style-wise, they yep. kind of jump shit. Yeah, by that so like Earth comes rip. Uh, was it Death comes ripping? What's that one called? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Death comes ripping. Devil Lock. Yeah, Devil Lock. They I play mean, Devil Lock. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, in hindsight, you know, that's one of those albums I've talked about this before, where I had the CD and I'm like, oh, this isn't very good. But then I got the vinyl record, and and it was one of those ones that clearly they didn't put any money into mastering it for CD, so it sounded terrible. And you listen to the record; it's actually much. So was better. it the original? You have the OG uh, vinyl or some kind of weird reissue? No, no, a newer, newer, newer copy of it. Um, but it's there's nuance to it. On the CD, there was no right. nuance, and that's the problem. Like I get um, into this argument with people all the time too. Well, CDs are better than vinyl, and no, it's not because, like you just said, well, they are if they were if they were recorded digitally for CD. They are, depends. yeah, it depends because it's all about the mastering. Because it's the same thing with those '90s. If they if they do the '90s stuff that was recorded for CD, they sound great. But if they just throw it on an LP without mastering it for vinyl, it sounds crap. You know, in other words, the thing with those Misfit stuff, it was recorded to put on vinyl. Right. So then they just cheaply slapped it on the CDs. And the opposite can be true too. So if you buy, you know, if you if you were say grunge era, man, there was no not much vinyl during grunge era, right? It was all all CD and tape. Well, unless you remaster it for vinyl, you can't just take Nirvana's Nevermind and slap it on vinyl. It's going to sound like crap, you know, or, or Alice in Chains or something like that. Something that's very CD centric, corn or something like that. You have to you have to actually prepare it to go on vinyl, and that was what. That's why you listen to SST stuff. Listen to the SST stuff, Black Flag, all that stuff. The CDs are horrible. Yeah, but the vinyl is pretty bad, but not horrible. Um, well, but it's, it's it's funny you it's funny. Very, it's funny you say that because when I was, you know, years ago now, looking at some of the, you know, vinyl versus CD web pages and stuff, and a lot of them used one of the Nirvana albums as the exact um, example of this, is that the Nirvana CD, they basically took out all the low end and all the high end, just mixed it all in the middle, just so it could be as loud as possible. So, well, like you said, all the nuance mm. is gone. All the nuance is gone, and it's just blasting out of the speakers on the CD because that's how they mixed it. So, yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting stuff. See, this this is a really interesting podcast. You get everything from us, man. We want we wandered. I don't remember where we started when, before we started Misfits, wandering. Misfits, I think. Misfits, Earth AD. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes. so you should – what's the name of the show, Tom? What's the name of that thing called, the book? Why Be Something Why Be you're Something not. You're Not. Look up that on YouTube. I wish I could remember what the name of the public access was in the Grand Rapids because I'd be curious to see if I could find the one we were on. Like I said, I had DVD copies of it. But man, a lot of stuff gets lost. I do not know if I still have. Dude, them. it's so funny because it's because, like you say, it's the band playing. But the guy, there's a guy like 
probably looks about 17 years old and he's like leading it and he like interviews the bands and they sit on the corner of the stage and talk and stuff and like it's always like the drummer and the bass player are just like 17 years 16 years old and they're really shy yeah. and they're just kind of giggling and then there's the singer who's really into the scene and he's the one that's like oh, giving it loads you know and talking it up well that was that was us when we got interviewed i literally once in a while would force one of the other guys to answer a question but it was pretty much just yep. me talking I mean, except for the misfits obviously because the but, misfits have got their shit together but like negative approach like the sing the bass player is like 17 the drummer had just joined he's like 16 or something they got nothing to say but uh the singer is like the one that's doing all the all the pimping of the band and well, stuff. they just they just played in boston it's funny something. Because you asked me about negative approach, the negative approach that's playing this giant Circle Jerk Seven Seconds tour, and it is only the singer from the original band, okay. I think, maybe the drummer. But I know the drummer drummed for the Meat Men for a while. The bass player was the second bass player for Necros. The guitar player, I can't remember where he's from, but he was. I mean, it's a really great band, even if it's not like the original band. It's not like it's not like John Brandon and his right, kids. Yeah. You know, it's it's a bunch of guys all from that. And same thing with Circle Jerks, you know, it's all Joey Castillo's probably the young guy in the band. He's probably like mm-hmm. fifty. It's you know, it's 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 uh these bands are not uh you know, you go see DI or something, and I'm not even dogging on DI and it's like Casey Royer and just like a bunch of kids, or you go see Guttermouth, it's Mark and a bunch of kids, you know. Guttermouth. That's not the case with these yeah. bands. Interesting. So, anyway, do you have I, do. Show? I do. I do. And you know what? Now I'm gonna play out with a fucking classic. Well, play out my set anyway with a classic. Um one of all, all of our favorite bands, the Lillingtons, with uh, they did a lot of songs. Mm. I think they must have loved that movie Red Dawn because this is. I think they loved the Cold War. I think that was yeah. their thing. That was their. But jam. they had the cla- uh, they had this song called Russian Attack about uh, Red Dawn, right? The movie Red Dawn, um, mm. classic okay. Patrick Swayze back in the day. Fucking love it. Russian Attack. Okay, which was that? Is one of the first three albums, or which which uh, album was that? Channel from? Broadcast, I believe. Was that the last of the original four? Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, that's the one that just got reissued. I just bought yeah, that. Yeah, was right? it Back Channel? That's the one that got reissued. They, they have Russian songs on a couple of different ones. There's the Too Late Show and Back Channel Rock. It's either on the Too Late yeah, Show it's or on, Back it's Channel Yeah, it's on one of those two anyway. This is Russian Attack by the Lillingtons. And yeah, it's about the Ruskies doing what they do best, being sneaky fucking bastards. There you go. <laughs>
There you go. Classic Lillingtons there with Russian attack. God, I love those guys. No McDonald's for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, the, the Army's going to be in the best shape of their lives, not eating all that garbage. Well, the, the, what, everything we, we're led to believe says that the Army's getting their ass kicked by the Ukrainians. But you can't – who, who, who do you fucking believe anyway, though? Do you believe do you believe the Russians' uh, propaganda or do you believe the Ukrainians' propaganda? I have no idea. Well, it's it's so bizarre too because you can see you know we can sit in our house and we see a satellite view watching the Russian convoy go through. It's like, I mean, we literally with a push of the button could wipe that army off the face yeah, of could. the earth. We could. And you know the satellite technology. There's no sneak attacks anymore, right? You know you're not gonna you're not gonna like storm the beaches of Normandy after diverting the majority of the army to a different beach it's just not gonna happen it is now. so funny man L- looking back so, at the history of world war ii which again conventional warfare seems like a big again i don't think that kids these days actually know anything about history and this is why they're so appalled by this but uh world war ii was a oh man it was a fucking miracle that we that, anyway that normandy was the came off as well as it did um so anyway yeah the Lingtons, great song funny song so neil was your now your was your dad in the military? Uh, my grand, he's he was World War Two. He right? was. My dad had meningitis, so he was not. He he's, ah. man, he he had a he had a rough go of it. Um, but my grandpa, my grandpa mm. was in World War One, and mm. my grandpa. In fact, I'll post a picture of him on a camel in Egypt. He was stationed in Egypt in World War One. I. I think yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, I think yeah. you showed me that. Okay, and, but he in second in World War Two because he was too old to serve, but he was still in the. Uh, I don't know if it was Home Guard or the something, but anyway, he was like on, um, like when the German bombers would come over, he was one of the guys that would be like trying to put out the fires and shit like that. So he was in Ooh. the. He was too old to serve in the British Army if he was a German. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Right? But because uh, Liverpool was actually bombed. Um, yeah, it was. was it? it was uh, us and Coventry were two of those areas outside of London that, that were bombed in the Blitz. But Liverpool, yeah, because we had docks. Huh. And stuff, so they tried to bomb the docks in, oh, in Liverpool. Oh, I was gonna say they have a lot of factories. And they and missed the docks, okay. and they got Wallasey. So Wallasey was actually bombed a lot during World War Two. And my dad had some crazy stories. And that was the small town that you actually yep, grew exactly. up. So, um, were your parents there? At the uh, my 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 dad was from Wallasey. My mom was from Liverpool. So they hadn't met yet, obviously. And my dad tells some crazy okay. stories about running around and picking up the shrapnel and uh, stuff from some of the uh, from some of the German bombs that uh, that had dropped the night before. So, yeah, I mean, a completely oh. different world, right? Did you – so one last question. I, my family doesn't really have much of a history of military service. It just was not oh, our Dutch, thing. You know? Even though <laughs> – even though, well, and, well, it's not even that, but it's funny because they're all big rah-rah military supporters, you know, but nobody actually wanted to go in. But my dad was just a – just a – very close to going mm-hmm. to Vietnam, but it was at the end. Um, but But he was not drafted. And he was, but I mean, he was like a one for the next, if, you know, if the draft would have went into 74 or whatever it was, he would have been drafted. Um, but did you ever uh, consider military service? Me? No. Yeah. Um, I don't, I question rules too much to be in the military service. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I mean, I get, I get that. I feel the same uh, way. You basically have to sell your ass. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I think I would have done very well. Because I can, uh, I can put my, I, you I can put my us. head down and just do stuff. But I don't like get my job now. I don't really care who I work for. I just do what I do and you know, do that. So you would have been great at like a concentration camp or something. <laughs> just like listen, whatever. Wow, 
Wow. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. That went down. A, yeah. well, no, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, though, yes. Um, but I just, I I don't know. It's weird, though. I don't, um, like, if someone told me to go and do something, I'd be like, it's just like I am with this stupid mask mandate. If they say, well, you can't come in, I'll be like, why? It doesn't make any sense. What you're asking me to do doesn't make any sense. So. Well, yeah, you're not allowed to really question. I don't think that's a big. I'd, well, it's funny because I was because I was thinking about it. You know, in that when I was young, when I was really young, I had a plan for my life, and and I knew that my parents couldn't afford to send me to college. I just knew that wasn't mm-hmm. going to happen. So I was planning to join the military, and um, used like the GI Bill to go to college. I actually wanted to be a lawyer. Jesus. When I was really young, I'm like, I'm going to join the military. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go to four years in the military, and then I'm going to become a lawyer. I'm going to go to U of M Law School. Boy, all just wild dreams, you know. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know what happened. I think probably I found punk rock, rock happened. Or yeah. I, uh, yeah. Found, found girls or I found drugs or something. I don't know what exactly. Because that was really young. I mean, I probably had already given that up by the time I was like 15. I you know, never but, know what uh, I want. I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was small. I thought because right? I loved history, and I just thought that would be the coolest thing <laughs> is to be digging up, but getting paid we, to dig up history. I both. thought that would be the cool, and it's I, actually I still do think that. I think that would be incredibly cool to be getting paid to to do that to discover history, and uh, watch Raiders Lost Ark once many times. Uh, no, it was before that, mate. But yeah. no, I agree that would be a yeah. cool job. You know, I was I, you know, and I I obviously missed the boat on that, but I always hoped my kids would get into something like that. Like find something you really are passionate about, be really good at it, and just yeah. do that. You know, except. I've always been, but my son now, my 22-year-old son, he's already like, you know, I work to live. I don't live to work. I'm like, dude, you and you worked hard enough to have that <laughs> Yeah, we, we can say that. Yeah, because we've worked exactly. for 40 years. Um, burned out on work? You're not even, yeah, exactly. You're not even, you haven't even been working long enough to be burned out on work. But just, but. But just what we just said, man, that just made me think. That was like one of the big, people often ask me, you know, what does, you know, at your age, what does punk rock mean to you? You know, whatever. Or what does it ever mean to you? And that's one of the biggest things. If I can have a point to one thing. It's question everything. Never just go along with something because yeah. people tell you to. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of the inverted quotes punk rockers do these days. They go along with whatever the liberal – Jesus Christ, I sound like him in Fox News. The liberal media, whatever it is. who That's what they get told to do, so that's what they do. And I've always been one to just question everything. I don't care which yeah. side is telling me to do something. I'll be like, why? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why Why should I believe that? Why should I believe that? That doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, questioning everything was always a punk rock thing. Question authority, question everything. And that's just something I've, yep. I've always done. So, And, and, and the, the kids now, they believe that you, you know, you they, they really think you have to believe X, X, and X to be this, you know. And you know what? They call us boomer punks, Neil, because we, we believe that. I mean, there's some certain points that I don't think are arguable. You know, you don't have your right to put the, you don't have the right to put the hands, your hands on somebody else. You don't have the right to do this. You don't have the right to do that. But the fact of the matter is, you don't have the right to be not offended, you know. You turn me off, but you don't have the right to not be offended. You have no constitutional right to not be offended. Quit being a, quit being a wimp. Take two steps right. back. Reconsider reconsider everything around you. And I think that's our current political situation. Everybody is affiliated themselves with one of these two teams who doesn't give a shit about them. And if you could just take two steps back from this situation, you'd have such clarity about it. And, yeah, but, and, and I agree with that 100%. And also – 
the Fox News people laugh at the CNN people. The CNN people laugh at the Fox people. There's no difference. But there's no the difference. Same. Yeah, it's it's two sides yeah, of the same fucking mirror, and you know better. They're just complete echo chambers, and it's yep. it's, you, it's it's ridiculous. Google knows what you believe, and they give you more of yep. what you believe. Instead of instead of so it's it is, and it's you know half this country thinks the other half's trying to kill them. And they both think, you know, both halves think the other half is trying to kill them. And it's the same people you live next to. It's the same people you broke bread with. It's the same people you've known your whole life. And and this and COVID has really been something. It's unbelievable how effective it's been at ripping us apart as a as a nation. And I can't imagine how dull life would be if I wouldn't be friends with anybody who didn't believe what I believe. Um, I, it, it's it, it's so. I mean, even you and I, even you and I, Neil. I mean. We, we, you know, just, you know, we agree on a lot of things, but we disagree on a lot of things. It's never, it's not like, it's not like, well, I can't be friends with you because you, you know. No, I, I welcome, I welcome that. These people are such children. No, I, I, well, yeah. And it's, it's so childish to see everything in, when it comes to politics, especially in black and white, like there's no nuance. Like the only reason anybody would do this is because they're racist or the only reason anybody would do this is because they're communists. That's just not how it is. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Hold on. Get one more beer. I'm afraid we've already gone too long, pal. We ever wrap sorry, this up. Sorry about up. that. Sorry about that. There was someone at the door. Um, no, that's right. Yeah. So someone at, yeah, the, someone door? at the door. Someone's bringing me some food. Um, so. Uh, ah. The, All right. That means no, time no, to no, wrap no. Up. What I was going to say was so when you know I went down to Florida a couple of years ago, stayed with Mark, you know my good friend Mark Frankel. Yeah. So um, that was when um, Trump was still in power, and he would yeah. have CNN on. Because he was, you know, we watched CNN, fine. You know, he's fine. He's he's, he's liberal, fine. And, sure. but when I would be watching CNN with him, that's all CNN was at that point, was just 24 hours a day. It was just, well, Trump said this. Trump's doing this. Trump's doing yeah. that. Trump's bad. Trump's this. Now, if you turn on Fox News, it's just the same, except it's Biden's doing this. Biden's yeah, bad. Biden. Biden's yeah, doing yeah. It's... <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. Well, and, no, and, and let's face it, no president does everything right or everything right. wrong. You know, they all do some things right and some things wrong. And yeah, it, it is, uh, it is brutal. And you know, if I'm going to hold something against Mark, it's certainly not going to be his liberal politics. It's going to be the fact that he likes to go see. Was it Fish? Uh, What's his band? That uh, he likes? Widespread Panic. <laughs> widespread Panic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does, but he, he's also, you know, he's he also just bought like a. I think he just bought a Ramones album or something. So you know he he does. There you he, go. You know he's he's a, he's got a wide. Just, just kidding. Yeah, we, we love do. our we love we our hippie. We, we love our hippie. We love our hippie we listeners. <laughs> we do. All right. Speaking of hippies, yes, sir. I'm gonna put a fork in this thing. So anyway, yeah, Punk Till I Die podcast uh, on Facebook, Punk Till I Die seventy seven on Gmail. Uh, you know. Be good. Be good to each other, hey, people. Be good to each other, like the guys in Mobile hey, Death hey, Camp. Hold on a second. Hey, Lydia, come and say hello. I've talked about you numerous times on the podcast. Come and say hello. Hello, everyone. There What's you happening? go. Wow. She Hi, Lydia. Best voice on there. Hello, everyone. Oh God. <laughs> she probably can't. She probably can't hear me talking That's back. Creepy. Can't she? Um. Well, I'll tell. I'll tell you what, Neil. What I was thinking yes, about when we when when we're in Logansport, 
we're gonna have we're gonna be surrounded by a lot of our family and friends. We might have to drag a few of them up there for a yeah, minute for sure. or two. We'll have to have all the people that we've talked about all these years. Have to get them all on and all say hello. Yeah, that'll be cool. I mean, Lydia's probably already ignited a fire in all these creepy dudes who listen to us. No offense, creepy, creepy dudes. Yeah, <laughs> creepy bastards. Anyway, we'll see. You, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Lydia. Yeah, see you in a couple weeks, everybody. She can't yep. hear me, um, So yeah, what? Do you, so we're gonna play out with. Uh, what are we gonna play out with, Tom? First of all, what did she bring you? To she eat? brought me. She went to Chick Fil A and she brought me uh, chicken. Uh-huh. Uh, I think a spicy chicken oh, I sandwich. And I you... see a chocolate shake here. Good God. How can you support them, Neil? They don't. They don't promote gay yes, managers. How, how dare I? Right? How dare? How dare you I have an right open wing mind? Ideologue, yes, you. I know, right? Yes, Son exactly. Even chicken's political, mm-hmm. Neil. Even chicken. All right. Listen. Oh, best of friends segment. Best of friends. It's it's so funny when I mentioned this to you earlier, you didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, Neil, do you even listen when I talk? Do you even listen to the Who show are you again? Or are you that guy who's just sitting around waiting for your yes. turn to talk? What's that? Who are you again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've been doing this best of friends segment, and uh, so when we go down to Logansport, the band headlining is going to be Mobile Death Camp, which is Todd Evans, who was on episode what Neil thirty four twenty four. Uh, sure, forty two. I don't know. Anyway, Todd Evans, former uh, bass player of Guar. And a hilarious guy. And honestly, a guy who taught us a lot about podcasting because Rick Sims was the first one that we kind of lost control of. But Todd took it to another level. We literally felt like we were just going down a hill on a sled or something, like 500 miles an hour. And all we could do was hold on and hope not to crash. And that was the Todd episode. So check it out. It's very funny. Hopefully we will uh, have him back on when we record down in Logansport. But anyway, I want to play episode a couple 22. Songs, people... Episode 22, if you want to catch 22. it up. To episode 22. Yep. There you go. So anyway, I want to play a couple of Mobile Death Camp songs and give you guys a little taste <laughs> of what we're going to get Saturday Hold on one second. Hold on, because... hold on one, one second. Because I was just reading episode 22, Interview with Todd Evans. Episode 23 okay. <laughs> was when we very, very first talked about uh, COVID. <laughs> Oh, yep. is that right? So that oh. that ages it a little bit, huh? Kill yeah. me now. It was, it was Kill before me now. COVID. Sorry. Anyway. All right. So they're going to do like a punk heavy yep. set for us. And they have a lot of funny songs anyway. I bet I was actually listening to them at the at the gym. I broke a new record for the year at the gym, Neil, two days in a you, row. Man. Beating, my, beating my previous record of one day in a <laughs> I row. I broke a record yesterday by um, not drinking for two days. Yeah. There you go. Well, I, I I also broke that I broke the breaking of that record because I I'm drinking this Russian fine Russian vodka. But anyway, um, so we're going to play their version of the great Devo song "Freedom of Choice." There you go, Neil. There's our theme song, right? Yep. Freedom of Choice, and then the great Black Flag song "Jealous Again." So this is a best of friends segment, and it is. Mobile Death Camp doing Freedom of Choice and Jealousy. Yep. So come out, come out and see, well, out. come out and see us on March nineteenth, and uh, yes, um, and yeah, keep a little mark in your heart, and uh, we'll. we'll uh, I can smell, I can smell the Chick Fil A. Yeah, there you here. go, and stay free, we'll smell you and later. Uh, yeah, smell you later. Bye, everybody.
freedom of choice. <laughs>